0: The following is another KXPN Sports presentation ESPN Tri-Cities presents High School Football proudly made possible in part by ESPN Tri-Cities Sports Club and our other sponsors. You'll hear during our broadcast up next is the Hogemeyer hybrid pregame show.
2: 9443
3: and see why experience matters to us, specializing in you.
4: Welcome back to the Hogenmeyer Hybrids pregame show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. We caught up with Brian Blevins, the head football coach at Lawrence Nelson. On today's Doug and Daddy show, here's that conversation with myself, Jimmy Langan, and Coach Blevins. Let's kind of jump into what is the overriding theme this week. And for you, it's going to be a little bit more on the injuries. But uh, we were talking with a a variety of the coaches for all of our games this week. And it's this week that the illness seems to be running its way through here. Tell us a little bit about the situation you've had going here this last week and uh, how you've been trying to fight through it in practice
5: uh you know we've we've been a little fortunate with the illness you know we've had a couple kids sick here or there, um, but nothing that's really affected us uh from that standpoint Knock on wood you know it seems to kind of go around and and hopefully we avoid it but you know for us it's it's really been the injuries um you know we We came into the season with with not a lot of depth you know and, and we knew that. And then we also came into the season with, you know, we have a lot of really good players on this football team, but they just don't have much experience. Um, So we had a big group of seniors last year who played for, you know, two if not three years. So we came in with a lack of experience. We came in with a lack of depth. And so these injuries that we've been navigating, it's, it's really forcing a lot of kids to kind of play out of position and uh, you know, they're just not quite as comfortable with their roles, which kind of makes them play a little bit slower. So, you know, that's kind of where we've been navigating. Um, you know, I think that we've, we've made more mistakes than usual and, and that's not on the kids. That's just on, you know, them having to play out of their comfort zone and, and try to learn on the fly. So, you know, that's been a process that we'll, we'll have to continue fighting tonight.
6: You know, Coach, Lawrence Nelson is one of those teams that no one knew for sure what to expect out of them. But, you know, you're you're three and one. You had a big win over Fall City Sacred Heart and you really you're scoring 40 points. I mean, you got beat 70 to 40, but getting the 40 points on a team that's really talented makes you think that you got a shot to maybe have a team that's six and two or something like that this year. Your thoughts on that?
5: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we like I said, we've got a lot of good players on this team, and once we kind of start to get healthy, I think that's definitely going to propel us um, later on into the playoffs and and the rest of the season. And not only getting those kids back, but also the the added experience from some of these guys that are having to step up and play roles. But you know, it's a good football team, and and the Arapahoe game. You know, we're going to take that for what it is as a learning opportunity, but. You know, props to Arapaho. They're they're a really good football game, or sorry, football team. Um, but we also, you know, I think we had five turnovers. And when you're playing a really good football team, you can't afford five turnovers. So, you know, we've evaluated that game, and we've talked a lot with our kids about it. And you know, I I really feel that you know, if if that's a game we play ten times, you know, I think we get five of them. And uh, we just we didn't play very well on that night. And that's nothing to take away from Arapaho. They're a really good football team, and, and Coach Hoffman, you know, one of my best friends. He's he's got them going in the right direction, but, uh, we feel that's a game we could have been in. And, um, I feel it could be in any game, you know, we've just got to limit the mistakes and, and limit the, uh, you know, the schematical errors and, and alignment errors. that's going to come with a team that's, you know, playing younger kids and stuff. And it's, we're going to continue to get better. Um, I mean, I'm excited for tonight for whatever it brings. And, and, uh, Obviously, just continue to learn and grow together as a football team.
6: You know, Coach, too, in eight man football, a lot of teams don't punt because, you know, it's an 80 yard field, um you know, stopping the team sometimes in there. So, third down defense is so important, but so sometimes it's fourth down defense because the other team's not punt. Talk about your third down and fourth down defense, if you would.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, I've kind of, you know, iterated that. You know, we've had to change a lot of things. And, and so now we're. You know, we're in a kind of a situation now where, you know, we're going to we're going to do a lot of substitutions kind of based on down and distance and and try to put the kids in the best situation possible um, for those for those occasions. And, and, you know, Axtell is going to they're going to pose a lot of problems. You know, they're they're so athletic and and they got so much speed and, and they've you know, they've year in and year out, been very athletic, had a lot of speed. But this year, you know, the physicality is, is what i may maybe most impressed with them. So, you know, they've got speed to get to the outside. They've got a nice line uh, to go inside. So, you know, obviously, yeah, you're right. Third and fourth downs are so important, trying to get your defense off the field. And uh, in a game tonight where we're probably going to try to shrink the game and uh, limit their possessions, limit their opportunities, obviously those, those uh, short down distances, um, they're going to be huge.
4: Talk with Brian Blevins, the head coach of the Lawrence Nelson Raiders, getting ready to take on Axtell tonight. Even though they're not putting themselves in a spot to maybe be a state championship caliber team this year, I'm interested in what your team felt for finally beating Fall City Sacred Heart, and if that maybe played a little bit into focus the next week against Arapaho.
5: <laughs> you know, that's something that we we actually talked about a lot, um, especially after Arapaho. You know. Uh, I don't know if Lawrence Nelson has ever beat um, Fall City Sacred Heart uh, coming into this year. You know, I'm—I don't know how many times Coach DeBoer uh, faced off with them um, before I was here, but I know in my 14 years here at Lawrence Nelson, we, we'd never beat them, and so that was a huge win. You know, there's there's teams that they show up, and you're already battling being beat you know, uh, BDS obviously comes to mind, um, you know, for Fall City Sacred Heart is, is one of those teams, you know, your kids have been beat by them so many times that, you know, you've got to overcome uh, just that stigma before you even get on the field. And so going into that game, um, you know, it was a battle early and we were all, we were missing one starter, um, one offensive lineman in that game. And we had a kid that had to step up and gosh, I was just so proud of the kids, you know, they battled and they kind of, took control in the second half, wore them down. And it was kind of just an old school Lawrence Nelson football game, you know, physicality at the line of scrimmage and a lot of, a lot of run hard runs um, that those hard runs in the first and second quarter became, you know, bigger runs uh, in the third and fourth quarter. And so proud of the kids, so much joy, so much excitement. And, you know, obviously when you're dealing with, with kids, sometimes those emotions are, they're hard to uh, keep in check. And I think we came out of that game really, really high. And, we we may have overlooked Arapahoe. In fact, you know, kind of talking to some of our kids after the game, you know, I think that us beating them, you know, handily uh, last year, I think we went into it too confident. And also, you know, coming off of that Sacred Heart game, you know, we were feeling really good, and, and Arapahoe came out and hit us in the mouth uh, real early. And we found ourselves down 20 points at halftime, and we cut it to four, you know, uh, in the third quarter. But ultimately, you know, we had some turnovers and ended up losing that game. But just – kids understanding how to balance their emotions, you know, whether it's a loss and not getting too low or a big win and not getting too high, just staying focused and staying even-keeled, you know, that's that's hard for high school kids, especially a team that doesn't have a lot of experience. So, you know, that that's just another learning experience. And we talk a lot about, you know, and after, we, after we lose a game, you know, some call it a loss. We call it a learning experience. That's what the L stands for. And that's something that we had to learn coming out of that game. And uh, hopefully that helps us as we progress through the rest of the season.
6: Coach Blevins, as you were talking about um, your record against Fall City Sacred Heart, I wonder what everybody else's record is. <laughs> and all the other 52 head coaches in the state in Class D1 and D2 with Fall City Sacred Heart. But, you know, Coach, one thing you do, I think you're excellent at it, is you take your kids, you put them in the right position, Conditions. you you like you said you talk about third and fourth down defense you just do an excellent job with that to talk a little bit about Axtell and what you need to do to compete with them because they do seem to have a lot of speed
5: yeah they, they're talented like I said um you know I, I think that you know our makeup this year as a football team is you know we've got to be physical and, you know, we've got to try to shrink games and, and win the line of scrimmage. You know, we've we've put up quite a few points every game, um, but I think that we're really kind of like that 36-point-a-game team. And against Axel, you know, we've got to make them play in a box. You know, we've we've kind of talked every game, kind of jokingly with the kids. You know, we've got to make every game kind of a fist fight in a phone booth you know uh, we don't have a ton of speed you know and so we've got to you know our force players have to turn the play in you know our alley players have to run the alley at the line of scrimmage you know we've got to make tackles in that two yard window at the line of scrimmage versus trying to make tackles you know four yards down the down the field where that that window becomes six yards wide you know and so that's been a point of emphasis all week is make plays at the line of scrimmage you know we've 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 scouted them a lot. We try to say, okay, who's who's the primary ball carrier? Where do they want to go? You know, and we try to put our kids in the best position to, you know, take away the bread and butter uh, that they like to run. You know, make them make them do things that they're not necessarily comfortable doing. And, and you know, if, and if they beat us, you know, by throwing the ball and and doing things that they don't necessarily want to do, then you know, props to them. You know, they they got it done and and they they were able to. Uh, you know, make the big plays. But obviously we've got to take away what they want to do best. And uh, that's our approach. But we've, we've got to play the
4: football game with the line of scrimmage. Brian Blevins with us for another minute. We haven't, we've talked about the kids that are out. What about the kids that have been able to go the first four games for you? Connor Yonda, your quarterback, and what has been putting up this offense for you?
5: Well, it all starts and stops with Connor Yonda. You know, just, I mean, he's a kid that that every coach, you know, eleven man, eight man, in the state of Nebraska wants on their team. You know, he's a he's a natural leader. He's he's one of those kids that you know we kind of say he's got that dog in him. You know, he's I think uh, you know he's averaging about 36 carries a game, and uh, not always that we want to have to do. You know, we've kind of went into a couple games saying, okay, let's let's take some carries off of him. But he's the kid that when things aren't necessarily going great, you say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get him the ball. We're gonna get ourselves reestablished, get our kids back to comfort level, and. He, what a player, both offensively and defensively. Um, you know, we've got some nice linemen, Rocky Miller and uh, Roy Davidson. You know, we've got both big kids, strong kids, physical kids. Um, you know, Balin Bargan, our, our little H back. You know, he's he's probably all of 115 pounds, but he uh, he plays like he weighs 220. And you know, sometimes that gets him in a little bit of trouble. Like there's times where I wish he would just maybe run out of bounds instead of trying <laughs> to take somebody on. You know, head on at his 150 pounds, but. Gosh, what what a kid that just, you know, 115 pounds but plays 220, like, physical and, and has no fear. So, you know, I, I've, I've just been really proud of a lot of these kids. You know, our center, Jacob Kaplan, you know, he's a kid that started out his career as a quarterback in junior high, quarterback as a, a freshman, you know, ended up not playing as a junior, and now comes out and he's our starting center. And uh sprained his ankle the first play of the game against Sacred Heart and it it was a pretty bad sprain and I didn't even find out about it till halftime you know he he went over taped up and went back in the game just tough physical kid so gosh dang you know it's it's year in and year out these Lawrence Nelson kids they're easy to love because they're they're physical and they'll give you every single thing they have and as a coach that's really all you can ask so uh, Lawrence Nelson is still a very special place to be, special place to coach, and um, you know, I'm just excited for another opportunity to play
4: football tonight. Coach, I know you're teaching. I know you're getting ready for tonight's game, so uh, we will see you in Axtell. All right, man. I appreciate you having me. appreciate all you do for uh, high school sports, man. Thanks, Brian. Take care. See you tonight. Lawrence Nelson football coach Brian Blevins from our chat earlier today with Jimmy Langan on the Doug and Daddy Show, and we'll be back to talk to Mike Branstead of Axtell when we return on the Hogemeyer Hybrid's pregame show.
7: Fellow Nebraska farmers and landowners, have you looked at A Fan, the Alliance for the Future of Agriculture? That's A Fan. Whether you're aiming to diversify your operation or seeking a profitable partnership with a livestock producer, A Fan has got your back. Our dedicated team is here to connect you with the right resources and opportunities for success. Visit our website: becomeafan.org. That's becomeafan.org. Thank you to our premier partner, Farm Credit Services of America.
4: And welcome back to the Hoogemeyer Hybrids pregame show here on ESPN Tri-City. little Friday night football. Kind of feels like it, too, as Axtell takes on uh, Lawrence Nelson and Mike Branstead, the head coach of the Wildcats, joins us here. His team set in 2-2 two two with a nice win against Silver Lake last week and it up against a pretty darn good Lawrence Nelson team here this evening. And, Coach, 2-2, uh, two and two, hard to believe we're already halfway through the football season. Yeah, it is kind of hard to believe that we've – got this far this quick. Well, I know one of the things we kind of discussed, and it happened in our earlier game this afternoon, I guess it's that time of the year where the bug's going through. Uh, you guys have had a test this week with uh, some of the kids missing school and obviously missing practice. How are you handling all that?
9: Um, just taking her one day at a time. Hopefully we're getting them back slowly. But, yeah, at the beginning of the week we had half our team was out sick. So hopefully by a the day they'll, be, they'll all be
4: back for the game. What did you do? It's kind of hard to game prep when you got that many guys out. Uh, What did you do with the kids that were there? And and did the kids that stayed home, I mean, are they on the iPad? What are they doing?
9: Yeah, well, the kids that stayed home didn't get a whole lot done, but the kids that did show up, I mean, we did a lot of walking through and we did a lot of things where the coaches had to be on the scout team, so – (laughs)
4: <laughs> I, I I didn't know that uh, the big man uh, could still get out there and get the job done as far as scout team assistant coaching.
9: Yeah, well, you got to do what you got
4: to do. There ain't a whole lot of other options when you only got nine players. So, Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, how things have went as you get year two underway. That first year at any position, you're trying to get your feet wet And then maybe you can get through summer and camp and weight room and all that stuff's a little bit easier. What's it like here in year two for you? Great.
9: So far, I mean, other than the schedule, I mean, we're 2-2, and but um, we played two really good teams and lost to those two teams. And then we beat the two that we should have beat. But year two is going as I thought it would
4: be. And hopefully we can get a win Friday. Well, this is a football team that uh, when your defense plays well, that's like you said, uh, when you've done a little bit better <laughs> in the two wins, you've only allowed a field goal, which is obviously pretty weird that two teams got field goals on you. But uh, talk about what you've seen against the better teams that made you even a little bit better last week on defense.
9: Well, the first, first week we just had trouble defending the pass. Um, but if there are teams that are run heavy, I mean, we're physical – football team, offense and defense. So teams that run are run heavy, we, we do a really nice job of stopping the run. So did a nice job against Overton and against Overlake lakes they're run heavy and not quite as good
4: against Dundee County and Alma because they throw the ball a bit. Mike Branstad is the head football coach at Axtell. He's joining us here. You got some seniors dot in the lineup, but basically this football team is pretty junior heavy for you, and that's a big. That's usually the big year to jump. Uh, a lot of maturity can happen both mentally and physically from that sophomore to junior year. Have you seen that from your kids?
9: Yeah, definitely. Um, they're more physical this year. Um, we had a compliment last week that. Silver Lake didn't know how we had it's three strong uh, linemen that we did because they just moved moved Silver Lake wherever we want them to last week. So they've been in a weight room for a couple of years and they're
4: just getting bigger, stronger, and mentally they're just more prepared to foot play Friday night's well, when they turn on the film and, and scout you, obviously, offensively, uh, they know what you want to do. I mean, only 24 pass attempts, uh, 154 carries. Uh, you really want to run the ball. You lie, rely heavily on uh, Eli Bergstrom to get the job done. Uh, is that your philosophy, or is that just the way this team is built?
9: Well, a little bit of both. I mean, I like to run the ball and you know try to make the defense stop us, um, but you know, just at the kids we have, we started out with um, Mr. Carson Lindo at quarterback, and he got hurt first quarter of the first game, and he was more of our passing quarterback. So Jake had to play quarterback, and and uh, that's just Jake does a lot better job
4: running the ball than he probably does passing the ball. So we're just run heavy. Well, let's take a look at uh, your opponent tonight, Lawrence Nelson, uh, who's got a strong tradition of being a really good. Uh, in their football program, and Coach Blevins has been there for a long time. What have you seen out of Lawrence Nelson as you get ready for tonight?
9: Um, Same thing. Like you said, they're they're good again this year. Um, They like to run the ball. They throw the ball a little bit, but they like to spread you out and play a little read option game with you, and it just comes down to if our guys are better than their guys, offense and defense.
4: Uh, Homecoming week too, is isn't it? Yep. Yes. It's homecoming. <laughs> I know coaches <laughs> love homecoming week. Uh, uh, how do you keep the focus of these boys, especially since they haven't been in school every single day this week?
9: Well, I, I would tell you that if I had, if I'd seen most <laughs> of them this week, but since I haven't seen most of them, but no, they they they're focused every week. I think this week, I mean, they're they seem focused just like they are every other week, and
4: we haven't had any problems with the focus getting kids to practice. And Mike Brand said the head coach at Axtell last minute here. We are into district play. I'm just a little curious about what you think uh, from what you've seen uh, out of your district here in this first half of the season and where maybe Axtell fits in.
9: Well, we're hoping to win the district. I think it'll come down to us and Lawrence Nelson. So Friday's game is a really big game for us. And, you know, we still got to take care of business with the other teams because Blue Hill and, and uh, Deschler and Kennesaw's always, you know, cause us problems. So we just got to take care of business
4: on Friday. And then after that, we'll look forward to our next opponent,
9: which is Blue Hill.
4: So, Well, coach, uh, look forward to a good game tonight here in Axtell. And uh, always appreciate chatting with you. Uh, hopefully they're all healthy tonight and, and you keep them that way. Best of luck. Yep. Thank you. That's Mike Branstead, head coach at Axtell. We're getting ready for Axtell and Lawrence Nelson. We'll be back to take a look at the starting lineups right after this Back on the Meyer Hybrids pregame show, let's take a look at our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. And as you heard from Coach Brian Blevins, Clay Williams, a big, big out here. The senior wide receiver and corner Aiden Zickman is out. You have got Carter Griffiths is out. Jacob Kathman starts at center, but he's a little banged up at well. As you heard, Carson Lindau for Axtell got hurt the first game of the season. So, some guys that are on the sideline. So, uh, those are the injuries for tonight. There's still a couple more that are banged up, and we'll keep an eye on that uh, as well here this evening. Our injury report is brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. It is Axtell hosting Lawrence Nelson as the Axtell Choir is getting ready to do the National Anthem. We'll be back to take a look at the starting lineups right after this on ESPN.
3: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center
1: Liskie Liskian & Inns Attorneys in Minden wish all the area athletes good luck. With our firm of attorneys with over 50 years experience, you are assured of receiving the personalized attention you need. Contact Liskie Liskian & Inns in Minden at 308-832-2103.
8: Seed expertise doesn't grow overnight, which is why farmers in Minden and the surrounding area rely on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer Seed Rep depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seat for the area. Best of luck to all the athletes and coaches from Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer dealer. Whether you're on the field or at the
0: office, chiropractic care is important to your health. See Flo Rang Chiropractic & Wellness on 2nd Avenue in Kearney, and find out how he can get you back in line with your body and health. Reese FloRang or Flowrang Chiropractic & Wellness is a very proud
5: supporter of our area athletes.
10: Tonight's starting lineup is presented by Five Points Bank. Better choices, better service. Welcome to Five Points Bank, a very proud sponsor of all our area teams and coaches. Five Points Bank can take your banking and make it simple. Five Points Bank in Grand Island and Kearney, the better bank.
4: And the starting lineups are brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off for the visiting Raiders of Lawrence Nelson. The center is number 45, 210 pound senior Jacob Kathman. The guards are number 16, 235 pound senior Roy Davidson and number 44, 240 pound senior Rocky Miller. The wide receivers are number 9, 180 pound sophomore Cody Funk and number 22, 205 pound senior Nolan Ostick. The halfback is number 15, 130-pound senior, Balen Bargan. The running back, number 23, 195-pound sophomore, Jack Williams. And the quarterback, number 20, 175-pound senior, Connor Yonda. The head coach of the Lawrence Nelson Raiders is Brian Blevins, assisted by Jared Niederkline, Preston Hill, Decker Brown, Nolan Kawada, Josh Hillberg, Dale Endorf. They are 3-1 with wins over Superior. Fall City Sacred Heart and Blue Hill and the loss coming to Arapahoe a couple of weeks ago. Now the starting lineup for the Axdale Wildcats. The center, number 72, 6 foot 190 pound junior is Preston LeClaire. The guards... Our number 64, 5'10", 230-pound junior, John Lammers, and number 80, 5'10", 185-pound junior, Caleb Kinshu. The ends, number 12, 5'11", 185-pound senior is Taryn Levicki, and number 25 is 6'3", 180-pound junior, Brant Modlin. The fullback number 24 is going to be Dominic DeYoung, 5'10, 160 pound junior. And a running back, number 10, 5'7, 165 pound junior, Elijah Bergstrom. And the quarterback of the Axdale Wildcats is number 14, 5'11", 160 160-pound junior, Jake Halverson. The head coach of the Axdale Wildcats is Mike Branstead, assisted by Justin SWEEDBERG, Dean Marsh. And Nick Pearson, Axtell comes into tonight's game with a record of 2-2 two and two on the season with wins against Overton and Silver Lake, losses to Alma and Dundee County Stratton. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Carney. Axtell won the toss, they deferred. Lawrence Nelson is going to get the football when we kick it off on this fifth Friday night.
11: Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA, currency pursuant to CFL license 60DB0-54873.
12: A penny saved is a penny earned. Take care of those dimes and the dollars will take care of themselves. You have to earn more than you spend. You have to spend less than you make. Save something for a rainy day. If you can't afford it, don't buy it. You're as good as your word. Common sense still makes sense. Minden Exchange Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender.
4: Doug Gooda with you on KXPN. Kearney, Amherst, and Riverdale, along with our friends here at Axtell and Funk. And the World Wide Web at News Nebraska.com, The traveling white, silver uniforms up and down the whole uni with that black Raiders helmet, the home purple with the white and black pants for the Axdale Wildcats. And putting the ball on the tee to get things started is Brant Modlin, and we are ready to get our Friday night football game underway in Modlin. High kick that's going to sail to about the four-yard line. And Lawrence Nelson will take it right up the middle of the football field. There's Balin Bargain and a good hit as he gets to the 20-yard line. And that's where Lawrence Nelson will start on our football contest for this Friday night. First and ten, Lawrence Nelson. And Brian Blevins telling me a little bit off air. You heard it a little bit in the interview. He does believe that this Axtell team is more than just the so-called track kids. They've got speed, but he says they also have a few kids up there that he think are physical and they need to be ready for that, especially with their line a little bit banged up and being down a few guys. So Lawrence Nelson comes out. Mike Branstead says these guys have a lot of different formations, so you got to stay silent and sound as they try to dry off the football. We've had a little drizzle here during pregame warm ups, and the quarterback. Connor Yonda behind the center, going to go quarterback draw right up the middle and grabbing him by the shoulder pads and bringing him down after a little bit of a gain. is going to be Levicki. He'll get it across the 20 and mark him down to about the 23-yard line, a gain of four. It'll be second down and six. And you're going to see a lot of quarterback run game tonight from both of these football teams wind is nothing of course the flags kind of wet enough here that it's wrapped around the pole but we had a little breeze this afternoon when we were up in amherst but now uh, here in axtell with some pretty good shelter belt although they're building some more houses to the west so that's knocked a little bit of that shelter belt out it's going to be second down they'll go out of a double wing formation option play here's the pitch to bargain on the left side and he's going to be up in as he gets to the 25 yard line flying through there is jake Alverson. Going to be a gain of about three, and it's going to be third down and four. Maybe a two-yard gain, we'll say. Third and four after the carry by Bargain. Jack Williams, Bargain, Yonda. As Coach said, Bargain's just a little guy, but he is not afraid of contact. Williams a pretty big dude. Yonda can handle his own as well. So third down at the 30, 26-yard line. Need to get to the 30-yard line. So three snaps in three different formations. Yonda. With Jack Williams to his right out of the pistol, it's going to be quarterback follow off the left side. Didn't get it. He's going to be a yard short. Coming through there, Halverson made the stick. They gave him a pretty good spot, but he is going to be right on the line. They are going to tell him to move it. Wow. Wow. I'll say it a third time. Wow. They put that football about a length of the football forward, and I still would have measured that. So it's going to be a quarterback keeper. Yonda picks up four. And a first down for Lawrence Nelson. But at least on the first three plays defensively, Axtell has come out and stuck somebody. And that's the way it's going to have to be tonight if you're going to compete with this Lawrence Nelson football team. Yonda with it as the quarterback takes the snap. little swing pass that's actually behind the line of scrimmage to Bargain. He catches it. He doesn't even make it back to the line of scrimmage. There is a whole bunch of purple over there. The young among those. That's uh, over there trying to stop him behind the line. That's going to be a gain of zero for Bargain. It'll be second down and 10. Ball on the 30-yard line, opening drive of our football game. Lawrence Nelson at Axtell. Kind of one of those games that for both teams, especially for Axtell, if they find a way to win this, it changes the dynamic of the second half of the season. And all of a sudden, they go from a team trying to get by four and four and make the playoffs to a team that's up for a district title. Lawrence Nelson always just has that in their DNA. Second down and 10. Raiders, and we're gonna have some movement here. First penalty of the football game is gonna be a legal motion on Lawrence Nelson. That'll back him up five for a team that really does like to run the football. And that'll make it second down and 15. Now usually in the eight man game, that's not always a big deal. The holds will kill you, those 10 yarders. These five-yarders, though, these guys usually find a way when they're really good football teams, like Lawrence Nelson is, a way to overcome that. Split out wide to the left is Cody Funk. And split out wide to the right. They want to throw Yonda. Swing pass out of the backfield. Wide open is Williams. He'll make the catch and get up to the 30-yard line. He's cut down there by DeYoung. They get basically the five yards and penalty yardage back on the first completed pass of the ball game. It'll be third down and 10. Ball at the 30-yard line. For Lawrence Nelson things looking good early on here for the Axtell defense can they force a punt Lawrence Nelson converted on third and four and they're basically at the exact same place that they were two plays ago taking a long time in the huddle finally break the huddle we're under 15 on the play clock not in any hurry now the 10 seconds counting down, empty backfield except for the quarterback, Yonda. Twins to the left side, he's looking, wants to dump it off short. He does complete, and it's a one yard gain. Nolan Ostick is brought down by Halverson, a one yard gain and it is fourth down and nine. They gave him a couple yards actually, it'll be fourth down and eight. But this should be a punting situation for Lawrence Nelson on their own half of the field. Dropping back for Axtell will be Jake Halverson. They don't exactly show punt. Now, this could be just snap it to Yonda and have him pooch it, but he's only five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and that's exactly what it is. That's a pretty darn good punt. High, Halverson waits, and then he let it go, and that's going to cost him. Oh, that's one you got to feel. He must have lost it in the lights. I saw him spinning out there. It comes inside the 10 to the 8-yard line. That's a 41-yard punt and no return. Nothing wrong with the punt. Halverson would have had room to run had he caught that. Instead, Axtell will take over at their own eight-yard line, and let's see what the Cats offense can do here to start this football game. Coming up to handle things will be the quarterback, Jacob Halverson. He runs it about half as much as Bergstrom. It's a one-two combination. They don't throw the ball much, so they have to avoid the penalties and have to be able to grind it out on the ground against a little bit bigger defensive line for Lawrence Nelson. They'll come out of the pistol, but both backs are there with no wideouts. Take the snap. And our referee says that somebody jumped in the backfield. False start. And we just talked about that. So they'll back about four yards here, half the distance to the goal. That'll put them at the four, and it'll be first down at about 14. Can't imagine this would change the play call much, but they are looking at their wristbands, see what the call is. Of course, Dean Marsh, the former coach, is also still on the staff here. So these boys, and with Coach Swedeberg, they've definitely been coached by these guys for a while. But the quarterback here, Halverson, will take the snap a yard deep in his end zone. And he's just going to follow his backs as he comes across the five-yard line, see what he can get up to about the eight and maybe get the penalty yardage back. They'll give him the nine. It's going to be a gain of five and that'll bring up second down and nine at the nine yard line. Just underway. Seven minutes to go here in the first quarter. Scoreless at Axtell between the Wildcats and Lawrence Nelson. Again, our other games going on now. ESPN Hastings has Hastings High in Lexington. Adams Central Central City on KHAS. Wood River, Donovan Trumbull on the Vibe 98.9 FM. You can follow along at newschannelnebraska.com. Halverson, quarterback follow again, runs right into the line, and Yonda finally brings him down, but they move the pile across the 15 out to the 17-yard line. It's going to be eight more for Halverson, and it'll be third down and one. I'm going to tell you that Yonda came in there, but he was able, Halverson, to move him about four yards forward with the momentum that he had. Good old eight man style football here. Snap to the quarterback, follow everybody else. Now they're gonna go power eye and put Halverson under center on third and one quick snap. That may not work out so well. I don't think he got it. Good push by the interior line there of Donovan, or of uh, Lawrence Nelson, led by Rocky Miller. And no gain on the play for Halverson. So now, what do you do? Oh man. Now they do give him a first down. (laughs) All righty. So what's good on one side, I guess, is good on the other. There is no way he had the first down, but they put the ball down and gave it to him. So good one for the hometown. And again, we'll see how things play out here. But you got to watch out for the two big men there. As we talked about, Jace Holting along with Rocky Miller on that defensive line. Snap Halverson. This time he will hand it off, and there is nowhere to go. Easton Bergstrom, it looks like, was in on the carry. Or DeYoung, DeYoung on the carry, excuse me. DeYoung carried the football. And he's going to get credit for a yard. It'll be second down and nine. Dominic trying to give him a different look out there. Second down and nine. So each team masters a first down and now can actually keep it going. Slot to the right, out of the shotgun. Pistol snap, option to the right side. Halverson with a late pitch out here to Elijah Bergstrom. Got the corner but ran out of real estate and is shoved out of bounds as he got back basically to the original line of scrimmage. It's going to be no gain for Elijah. And it'll be third down and nine, ball at their own 19-yard line. But we've already sped through the first half of this quarter. We're down to 447 to go in the first. Lawrence Nelson has had it once, and this is the first try for Axtell. But now they face a passing situation, third and nine. This is not the situation that they like to be in. Pistol for Halverson, Bergstrom behind him, and they're just gonna hand it to him. Off the left side, nothing there. Got to the 21, and then they shove him back. A host of silver and black coming through there. Yonda's in there, and you're gonna call big number 44 a lot tonight on the defensive side of the football. So a great job by Miller, and a punting situation now for Axtell. After a gain of two, it'll be fourth down and seven yards to go. Alverson is also the punter. As we said in the interview, he does everything. Runs, punts, leading tackler. they respected him, too, with his punt range. The lefty hammers a beautiful high punt, driving him all the way back to the 20. Dropped, but still a lot of time. 20 up to the 25-yard line, and to the 28-yard line will be Roy Davidson. So a 39-yard punt and a return of about seven yards on the play, maybe eight they'll call it out to the 28-yard line, and it will be Lawrence Nelson to get the ball for the second time here in the football game. Scoreless with four minutes exactly to go in quarter number one. Lawrence Nelson takes plenty of time in the huddle, especially with some new players in there. They want to make sure that they get the play correct. They're gonna spread it out a little bit with twins to the left side. Yonda, the only man in the backfield. They're strong to his left. Ball on the right hash, he wants to run that way. Finds a little bit of a hole, then just gets nailed as he gets to the 30 yard line. They caught him low, he was losing his balance. And then you had Halverson come in there and pop him hard. It's going to be a gain of about a yard and a half. We'll call it second down and eight. Also on the bottom of the pile there was John Lammers. So Lammers is up there. Kinshu is up there. Also on the end is Levicki. On the right side, the left end is Maudlin. Second down, they're going to call it nine yards to go. Scoreless here in the first quarter. This time, Yanda will be accompanied to the backfield with one wide out to the left side. Yanda takes the snap, swing pass out of the backfield, gives it to his running back and Bargain. Bargan gets up over the 30 to about the 34-yard line. Going to be a gain of four. We'll call that a pass. It was right down the line of scrimmage earlier. They threw it behind the line of scrimmage to Bargain. So, Yanda three for three for 11 yards so far in this game. It'll be third down, and we'll call it six. Ball just short. Of the 35, we'll call it the 33 and a half. 34 need to get to the 39. Split out wide to the right is bargain. They'll go in to the left. And Yonda sets his line down, takes the snap, wants to throw. Three step drop pressure, throws over the middle, looks for his tight end complete into Axdale territory at the 35 yard line. Good haul in there by Nolan Ostick, and that'll be a gain of 11 on the play and a first down for Lawrence Nelson. Those are the kind of plays both teams are gonna need tonight to be able to move the chains. Very impressive on a little drag route right across the middle. The tackle was made by Elijah Bergstrom. Checking out of the game will be Cody Brockman. So used to seeing the guys just read their armbands for what the plays are anymore, but Lawrence Nelson does it old school here under coach Brian Blevins. End to the left side. Is going to be Cody Funk. Now he's going to come all the way out. He'll move off the line. And it's quarterback lead Yonda again. And he fumbled the football, but it's all Lawrence Nelson. The only man in the backfield to dive on that was Roy Davidson. And coming right through there again, great defensive pressure by Taron Levicki. Going to be a loss of a yard. And hobbling off the field is Roy Davidson, I think he jumped on the ball and somebody jumped on his right leg. He's got a little brace on that they're looking at over there as well, maybe that's just poking him too much. So a loss of one for Yonda, second down at 11. Minute 30 to go here in the first quarter. We are scoreless and because of that injury, Lawrence Nelson wants to take A timeout. It'll be the first one of the game brought to you by ENT Physicians. Taking care of you since 1994. Located where you need us. Specializing in you.
6: We're scoreless. At platte Lexington Kearney, Heartland Chevrolet, Buick, Lexington, we are proud to have been serving the local communities of Central Nebraska since 1982. Forty plus years of taking good care of the best customers anywhere, from a great selection of pre-owned vehicles to new Ford Lincoln Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Chevrolet Buick, platte Heartland Chevrolet Buick are the only things you need to know for all your automotive needs. Sales, service, parts, tires, and so much more. Central Nebraska's leader in the automotive industry. Platino, Lexington, Carney, Heartland, Chevrolet, Buick, Lexington.
0: Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season.
4: All right, Lawrence Nelson out of the timeout, faces second down 11. They are at the Axtell, 35-yard line, scoreless a minute and a half to go in the first quarter. Yanda wants to throw, pump fake now throws down the middle and it's gonna be picked off. Underthrown and intercepted there by Jake Halverson at the 15, still on his feet, 20, 25. He's up to the 30 and pulled down near the 35-yard line. There is a penalty flag. There is a penalty flag and you have to hope that this is not roughing the passer. If you are an Axtell fan, let's see what the call is. He was looking for his big man, Ostick, down the middle of the field, but just underthrew him a touch. Halverson is so good of an athlete, he just went up and caught it over his shoulder. Still no indication from our referee, Tom Grimm, on the call, and he's the one that threw the flag. BUT I THINK THIS IS BAD NEWS FOR AXTEL. I DON'T KNOW WHAT THE CALL IS. STILL TALKING TO A SIDE JUDGE HERE. OFFICIALS APPRECIATION WEEK. AND THAT IS THE CALL. So it is roughing the passer. It'll be a 15-yard penalty. And so it'll move it all the way down to 20. So here we go, a big play that goes against Axtel after they made a nice, nice play to pick off the ball. So INT is negated by the roughing the passer. First and 10 at the 21. Fake the jet sweep, quarterback keeper off the left side, and getting his damn on on the ground is Connor Yonda to get four more yards. He was cut low there by Halverson. It's going to be a gain of five for Connor Yonda. Five carries for 13 yards. 45 seconds to go here in the first quarter and trying to get one on the board. Are the Axtell Wildcats. Plenty of football going on tonight. Carney's at North Platte. Grand Island is at Fremont. Try and give you some more scores here from our scoreboard throughout the evening. Grand Island is all over Fremont, 27 to nothing. They're not even out of the first quarter. Here it's second down and five. Again fake the jet sweep, same play. Yonda has to bounce it outside and he can't bounce it outside. The tackle made by Taryn Levicki. It's gonna be a loss of two for Yonda and that will be the final play of the first quarter. So a good battle here, good defense by Axtell. Lawrence Nelson is on the move. They'll have a third and seven at the Axtell 16 when we start the second quarter with the big play, the negated interception on a roughing the passer. After one, Axtell and Lawrence Nelson are scoreless here on ESPN Tri-City. At
0: Friesen Ford and Aurora, we are breaking the notion that car buy-in has to be a stressful process. Instead, we're making it a simple and easy process. Since our entire staff has you, the customer, as our first priority, but don't take our word for it. Here's what our customers have said. Easiest purchase we've ever made. Awesome place to buy a car. Great service. This was a wonderful experience. Experience the friendly Friesen Ford difference for yourself today. Located 20 miles east of Grand Island, just off I-80 in Aurora or anytime at FriesenFord.com.
4: Nelson and the gang here, the AD at uh, Axtell thank him for his hospitality and all the guys as we get ready to go in the second quarter. And you're in that two down territory for Lawrence Nelson. Carney and North Platte 7-7 with just a minute to go in the first quarter of play. Earlier today, Kearney Catholic beat Amherst by a score of 16 to nothing. Ward leads Gibbon 14-0 in the first. Third and seven at the 16. Yonda with two men in the backfield takes the snap. He's gonna hand it off over the right side, looking to bounce outside and get the job done. 15, 10, brought down at the five yard line is going to be Jack Williams, a gain of 11 on the play. And that's the biggest play offensively so far tonight for Lawrence Nelson. The tackle was made by Elijah Bergstrom and it'll be first down and goal for the Raiders. Now moving from right to left as you listen along your radio dial. Still out of the pistol, and two men in the backfield ahead of the uh, quarterback, Yanda. That usually means he'll run it, and he will, off the right side, but nowhere to go. The whole Purple Kingdom came through and chowed him down. Kinshu is in there. Also in there is going to be Jake Halverson just getting back to the line of scrimmage. And no gain on the play for the quarterback, Connor Yonda. Second down and goal 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 at the five-yard line. Scoreless, second quarter, first minute is taken away. And on second and goal, same type of formation, but they will put Bargain in motion from right to left. They'll fake it to him, still quarterback Reed over the right side. He's going to get to the four, to the three, but does not get in. And again in there is DeYoung and Bergstrom. And it'll be third down and goal after a gain of about two. So not getting away, not trying to do any rollouts or anything sneaky here, just trying to play power football for Lawrence Nelson. Third and goal at the three. Brian Blevins looks at the play sheet and sends in the big man, Nolan Ostick with the play. Nolan a big guy, Williams a big guy. Yonda not too shabby himself. And they break huddle. Third and goal at the three. Empty backfield, twins left, single to the right. Yonda will throw the football, looks back over the left side and wide open for the touchdown is Nolan Ostick. HE CAME CROSSING ACROSS FROM HIS END POSITION AND A 3-YARD TOUCHDOWN PASS PUTS LAWRENCE NELSON ON THE BOARD. SO YONDA HAS NOT MISSED, HE IS FIVE FOR FIVE THROUGH THE AIR, NOTHING MORE THAN AN 11-YARDER THAT THEY HAD TO GET A FIRST DOWN HERE EARLIER, AND THEY ARE A TWO-POINT CONVERSION TEAM, AND DON'T FOOL YOURSELF, THAT COULD BE THE DIFFERENCE IN A GAME LIKE THIS. Yonda finds Ostick for our five points bank touchdown. Five points bank, the better bank. Yonda with Bargain to the backfield with him. Connor takes the snap. Off right side, nowhere to go. Runs right into the waiting arms of the purple people eaters and the two-point run is no good. Nothing fancy there. And off the bottom of the pile again, you've got Kinshu and Elijah Bergstrom. So with 10-10 to go here in the first quarter of play, Lawrence Nelson strikes first, 6-0 at Axtell on ESPN. If
3: you want more yield, the answer is A
4: Don't forget that the ESPN Tri-Cities Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Nutrient Ag Solutions, your ag retailer of the future. Log on to ESPNSuperstation.com and nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. We have one boy and one girl winner each month listed on ESPNSuperstation.com. Brought to you by Nutrient Ag Solutions. Can't win if you don't nominate them. Take a minute this weekend and nominate a great athlete from your school or an area school as ready to boot it away here. Is Lawrence Nelson. And of course, Yanda will do that as well. Tries a directional kick that'll be taken back at about the four yard line up to the 10. Axtell to the 15, lowers the shoulder 20. And getting it out there, Elijah Bergstrom to about the 24 yard line. And that's where Axtell will take over. First down and 10. 6-0 Lawrence Nelson here on ESPN. Want to remind you that Tuesday we are back for more top five volleyball action. Carney Catholic travels to Grand Island Central Catholic. Varsity action is scheduled to begin at 7 o'clock. Saxtell Lady Wildcat team, not too bad themselves, 16-2. and two. And talking with Brad Nelson, right now they're fourth in the wildcard points if conference was this week. Out of the shotgun, Halverson fakes the handoff, comes to the left side, but right there ready to bring him down is Jack Williams after a short game. It'll be about a two-yard pickup, second down. And eight. still one first down so far in the football game. Seemed like they were moving the ball a little bit more but had a couple of penalties. A roughing the passer negated an interception which then eventually led to the score. Second down and eight. Under center this time, turn and hand it off to Bergstrom. He'll come off right side trying to get away from the tackle but just brought down Out to the 30-yard line is Elijah Bergstrom. Hanging on for dear life that time was Williams. Also in there for Lawrence Nelson. Looks like I'm going to have to double check here. I see a 33, and I don't have a 33 on either one of my rosters, so I apologize for that. Good gain on the play, though, by Elijah Bergstrom. Going to pick up about five. It'll be third down and four. And Halverson takes the snap. Option to the left side. Going to keep it. And that was not the right idea. Might have been the right idea because Lawrence Nelson had both covered. Couldn't pitch it. Going to get back to the line of scrimmage. And no gain there for Halverson as he's just across the 30. It'll be fourth down and three and a half, four yards to go. 8.30 to go here in the second quarter. Lawrence Nelson six. And Axtell Nothing. Back to put it away will be Halverson. Don't forget at the half, the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. First half stats, some scores from around the area. What's going on with the Broncos, Lopers, and Huskers? The left footed kick away from the punt returner will bounce at the 20 inside the 15. What a beautiful kick by Halverson. That's going to be out at around the 12 or 13 yard line. Looks like they'll mark it at the 12, a 37 yard punt. No return, and Lawrence Nelson will take over at their own 10-yard line. The UNK volleyball team is playing tonight at home. The Huskers will get underway at 8 o'clock as they take on Ohio State for UNK. They are playing Pitt State tonight, and Pitt State stole the third set, so they're still playing 25-13, 25-16, and then it's 25-21 Pitt State in the third. So they'll play a little more volleyball at the UNK Health and Sports Center will also be home on a Tuesday night. Hastings leading Lexington after one quarter, 14 to nothing. And that is going on on ESPN Hastings. Snap to Yanda, Yanda off the right side. Boy, it just seems like there's nothing there. And then every so- once in a while they'll get five or six. And Levicki on the tackle. Yanda gets a yard on the play. 14 yards for him so far in the game. Lawrence Nelson in no her- no hurry. And uh, coach said, you know, with us being down some players, they might grind it out like this. So it is second down and nine. And back to pass, Yada for a rare throw. Swings it out here to the right side and overshoots bargain. In there on the coverage is Caden Chapman for Axtell. That'll be the first incomplete pass in six attempts for Connor Yonda. Another interesting stat is that Axtell has not even attempted a pass so far in this ball game. They've run it nine times. And that's what we were talking about with Coach Branstead in the pregame. Third down and nine. Lawrence Nelson has converted a couple of third downs. But a stop here would give Axtell some pretty good field position as the ball is placed at their own 13-yard line after a great punt by Halverson. Yonda, empty backfield, it's just him. Twins to the right side, and we got a timeout or some movement. Looks like timeout. Going to be called here by Lawrence Nelson. That'll be their second of the half, brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. And with 7.21 to go in the first half of play, Lawrence Nelson, six. Axtell, nothing.
8: Seed expertise doesn't grow overnight, which is why farmers in Minden and the surrounding area rely on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed rep. Depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seed for the area. Best of luck to all the athletes and coaches from Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer dealer.
1: Liske, Liskian & Inns, Attorneys in Minden wish all the area athletes good luck. With our firm of attorneys with over 50 years experience, you are assured of receiving the personalized attention you need. Contact Liski Liskian & Inns in Minden at 308-832-2103.
4: Downey Drilling in Lexington is a proud supporter of all the area athletes. Downey Drilling designs and installs complete water well systems for all your water well needs. We drill wells for agriculture, municipal, commercial, domestic, residential, and geothermal loop fields. From the well drilling to the pump installation and service, Downey Drilling Incorporated is your complete water well provider that takes pride in providing outstanding service to all its customers. Online at downeydrilling.com. And Doug to the back with you here on ESPN Tri Cities and NewsChannelNebraska.com. Friday Night Football. Lawrence Nelson faces a third and nine at their own 13. Yonda, a little shovel pass up the middle and that's as good as a screen but they're all over him and they'll bring down Nolan Ostick after a short game. Boy, I thought there was all kinds of room in there and Bergstrom was able to shoot the gap. It was a different kind of screen. It was a shovel pass screen and it's going to be fourth down and we'll call it seven and a half yards to go here after a Punting situation again, Yonda just lines up like he's the quarterback. And last time, only five yards back. Pooch punted that's what he's gonna do here. Again, a nice high kick this time. It will be fielded at the 31-yard line. Faking left, coming right, Halverson to the 40, to the 35, good return to the 33-yard line. A 35-yard punt that time, and a return of 14, 15 yards. So it'll be first down and 10 for Axtell in Lawrence-Nelson territory at the 33-yard line. So a good way to get things started here and see if Axtell can get this football game tied up. Coming over the top of that football is the center Preston LeClaire. Out of the shotgun, Halverson. Fakes it to Bergstrom, wants to throw deep and wide open on the right side is Levicki and he is gonna take it to the end zone, touchdown. A 33-yard touchdown pass to Levicki. It was just a little crossing action with the two ends and getting crossed up there in the wash was Nolan Ostick and he went right by him. So a 33-yard touchdown pass from Halverson. That's his first pass completed of the ball game, and it's good enough for a second first down. It's good enough for a touchdown. And they will also go for two. From time to time, Axtell has had kickers, but they're gonna go for two here. They're gonna line up in an eye formation. They'll follow the fullback with Bergstrom, and he got in there. touchdown or two-point conversion as the case may be. So a two-point run is taken in by Elijah Bergstrom and the score is Axtell eight and Lawrence Nelson six our five points bank touchdown a 33-yard pass from Jacob Halverson to Taryn Levicki and we'll be back to kick it off again right after this on ESPN. It was a Friday and I had that whole weekend
10: not knowing just that I had breast cancer and I waited for the phone call and I took actions into my own hand to find Chopur.
5: I am the medical oncologist, hematologist at Mary Lanning Hospital at Morrison Cancer Center.
10: Even though he is not originally from here, he knows the Nebraska ways.
5: Nebraskans are honest, hard working, open-minded, open-hearted people. They are always ready to fight back and that is something I have admired because I have it in my blood too.
10: He's not just your doctor, he's your friend. He's, he's there to take care of you. He's kind of like family.
5: My name is Dr. Sitka Chopur, and I am a Nebraskan at heart.
4: Welcome back to the Carnitonian Repair broadcast booth as still's ready to boot it away here with Brant Maudlin. And the kick will be returnable, backing up and taking it at the 5-yard line. Here comes the little speedster and bargain up to the 10, makes a man miss. Penalty flag comes out, 20, and brought down at the 21-yard line. Again, you got Bergstrom and Halverson, but it looks like we're going to have a penalty sending this back the other way. This would be the second penalty of the ball game on Lawrence Nelson. So, Holding will bring him back 10. They'll be back around the 11-yard line to start this series off. Again, Lawrence Nelson, they would love to throw the ball a little bit, but they're without their big man in Clay Williams, 190 pounds senior. He's their starting corner, their backup corner. Aiden Zickman is also out for Axtell. One day this week, they had Tuesday, they had nine kids at practice because of illness. Wednesday, they had 11. Yesterday they had to go in the gym because of the inclement weather outside, so it hasn't been a perfect week at all For either of these football teams all right first down and ten Yanda in the pistol back back there with Williams option play He'll pitch it to Jack Jack is going to be ran down by brand and he'll work his way to the ten But he's going to lose a yard on the play So a nice job by again the Axtell defense and Williams is going to lose a yard. He's only touched the ball twice, which is a little bit of a surprise. Grand Island leading for Fremont now by a score of 35 to nothing. Carney, 10 to 7 over North Platte. North Platte hasn't been able to win, but they're playing everybody close. there. midway through the second quarter of play. Here it's 8 to 6 in favor of Axtell. They just took the lead and made the two-point conversion. Second down, 11 yards to go at their own 10 for Lawrence Nelson. Yonda takes the snap. Going to be quarterback follow right up the middle. He'll come across the 10, but only get to about the 12-yard line. And we have another flag on the play. And another hold on Lawrence Nelson. Now this might be one you decline. Let's see. Because it's only going to be half the distance. It's not 10 yards. And you stopped him after a short game. You might think about declining this penalty if you're Axtell. It would move the ball back to about the 5. It would be 2nd and 16. Otherwise, it would be 3rd of about 9. I think you got to decline this. But they are going to mark it off. So a holding and a five yard penalty. I guess on one side, the way Axtell's defense is playing, they're pretty confident that they can stop that run. So second down and 16, back at their own six. Kind of in the darkness of the lights here at Axtell. Rolling to his right under pressure, throwing it across the grain, the ball knocked away. Trying to get it out here to Ostick and Levicki. knocks it away at the 18 yard line. He was all over it and the pass falls incomplete. That is one thing. Everything for the most part beautiful at Axtell, but the lighting, bad. And there are parts of the field where it's tough to see, and that's exactly where, and again, when the clouds are over everything, that doesn't help either. But it's pretty dark down there in that portion of the field. Third down and 16. Lawrence Nelson up against it here at their own six-yard line. Now trailing eight to six at Axtell. Both wing backs out there, set them in motion. And it's going to be quarterback followed by Yonda. And they're keeping it very, very simple. He got back to the line of scrimmage. That is it. The tackle by Brant Modlin. Finished off there by Caleb Kinshu. And it's going to be fourth down and 16. No gain on the play. And so Lawrence Nelson will have to punt it. If it was a normal distance, he'd be in the end zone and maybe they'll do it this time, but no, is only gonna be about five yards back. Any penetration could block this thing. Half a step, got it away, oh man, he hammered that. Levicki back, back, takes it at his 28, has some running room, up to the 30, comes to the 35, good pursuit, 40, breaks a tackle, 35. He's to the Lawrence Nelson 31 yard line. That was a 47-yard punt. But the return is going to be nearly 20. And it is. That's what we're going to say, 20. 47-yard punt, 20 return. And again, in Lawrence-Nelson territory. Remember, last time, their first snap in Lawrence-Nelson territory resulted in a touchdown. Now they'll get another snap at the 31-yard line, leading it 8-6, 435 to go here in quarter number two. Under center this time will be Halverson. Out of the I formation, no wideouts. It's quarterback keeper, bootleg left, nothing there. Reverses it right, breaks a tackle, has a little bit of room. Sneaks through to the 25, to the 24, holding on to bring him down. On the tackle is going to be Ostick. Nolan has been very involved. It's going to be a six-yard gain for the quarterback, Jacob Halverson. It was simply nothing but quarterback boot around the left end. He didn't like it. Changed direction and heads back to the right side. High school football is brought to you by Currency. Makes financing quick, easy, and secure. For heavy machinery, ag equipment, trucks, trailers, and more, visit GoCurrency.com for details. Second and four, Axtell at the 25-yard line of Lawrence Nelson. Single back, Bergstrom, handed to him off the left side, breaks a tackle, 20, left side, 15. He's into the end zone, touchdown. Elijah Bergstrom from 24 yards out, and back-to-back touchdowns here for Axtell. They lead it by a score of 14-6, to 3.47 to go here in the third quarter. And a lot of happiness here for this Axtell football team, and it makes you wonder how much more can Lawrence Nelson open things up offensively. It would seem as hard as it may be to do that they're gonna have to do that because it's become very stagnant. And Axtell now goes for two, trying to make this a two-score game. Both backs of the backfield. Quarterback Halverson keeps it off the left side, but this one doesn't work. Tried to go with a little misdirection, but Lawrence Nelson was up to the task. So this one took two plays, and Axtell, 14. Lawrence Nelson, 6, 347 to go here in the first half. Our five points bank touchdown, a 24-yard run by Elijah Bergstrom. Five points bank, the better bank.
13: For healthier crops and stronger yields,
3: count on Nutrien Ag Solutions. By partnering with the leader in plant nutrition, you'll have access to innovative products and unmatched service that deliver impact and efficiency to every acre. Healthier crops, happier growers. Lead the field this season and beyond. Find your local crop consultant at NutrienAgSolutions.com.
4: What's the Prairie Valley Promise? Our promise to you is to help you see the season through. No matter what life throws at you, the Prairie Valley team is dedicated to helping you, and that's what makes us different. We could talk about our top-performing genetics, seed packages created and locally tested to work for your operation, and our superior yield guarantee, but that's not what
12: matters most. Helping you see the season through, from planting to harvest, and everything outside and in
4: between is what matters most. That's what makes the Prairie Valley Promise unique. Berry Valley seeds grow without limits. And welcome back to Axtell, where things have turned for the home team here. Back-to-back scores, short drives, short fields. And Brent Monlin ready to kick it away as Baylin Bargain is back to return the kick. And Bargain's going to watch this baby sail out of bounds. So this will be a good starting field position for the Lawrence Nelson Raiders, who have 3.47 to go here in the first half. We'll see what they do. Remember Axtell will get the ball to start the third quarter as well, so you would think they kind of just need one more stop here and then whatever they do should get them to halftime. And Lawrence Nelson has elected to re-kick here. On one hand, a little surprised because they haven't done anything with the first two, but Bargain is so dangerous back there, they want to give him another chance. So Modlin puts it on the tee, and they'll kick it off from the 25-yard line. The two up backs are Cody Funk and Graham Beck. Should he decide to squib one or kick it a little short? So we're ready to go again, and let's see if Modlin gives it his all this time. And he kicks it off again. It's headed toward the sideline. Bargain lets it bounce but picks it up at the 12, 15, 20, 25. Brings it out to the 30 and tackled from behind. Good job. A whole on of the ball there. The tackle, Jacob Halverson, a nice return. And Bargain will bring it out to the 30-yard line. First down and 10 for the Lawrence Nelson Raiders. Now trailing here at Axtell by a score of 14-6. Don't forget, after all of our football tonight, right around 10 o'clock, it's the Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show each and every Friday night here on ESPN, the Vibe 98.9 and KHAS Radio. Our man Bridger Cruz puts together the scores, gives us some wraps as well. Williams is going to split out wide to the right, empty backfield, bargain in motion on the jet sweep, and they will keep it in the hands of the quarterback, and Yonda runs right into the waiting arms of Preston Leclaire, A gain of two. And they are not gonna say stubborn, but they are staying with their game plan. They are gonna run it, run it, run it. They're gonna run it between the ends, as I guess you would say here at eight man football. And they're gonna wait for Yonda to break one. But so far, that's not the case. I've got him 11 carries, 16 total yards. Just have not moved the football. Empty backfield trips to the left, but it's a run left, and now a little room for Yonda. Slips a tackle across the 35, gets to the 37. Still well short of the first down. Halverson there again. Yonda getting worked quite a bit. It's going to be third down and four. Gain a five that time for Connor. As we approach 240 to go here in the first half, 14-6. to Axtell, all the scoring has been here in the second quarter of play. Next week on the schedule, Axtell will be making the trip to Blue Hill and Lawrence Nelson will be hosting Kennesaw. It's gonna be a big one next week for both of those clubs. Two wingbacks bargain in motion on the jet sweep. They give it to him this side. Good job of fighting off the tackle, but enough for a first down. Bergstrom makes the tackle, but bargain has the first down on a gain of four. His third carry of the ball game But there's some popping going on out there. The secondary, when they come in on run defense for Axtell, is bringing a little bit of momentum with them. And another nice hit. Halverson's doing it. Bergstrom's doing it. So it is first down and 10. They're going to honor the 1973 Axtell football team here at halftime tonight. 50-year anniversary. Team that went 7-2 that year, as we are told. First and 10, Yonda has the ball now in Axdell territory, wants to throw over the right side, completed into the hands of Ostick. And down the right side he goes, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. austic is into the end zone for the second time here tonight on a 39-yard touchdown pass to go along with a three-yarder. And that makes it a two-point game and a chance now for Lawrence Nelson to tie the game with 1.33 remaining in the second quarter of play. So, Yonda to Ostick, they line up for two, our five points bank, touchdown, five points bank, the better bank. Axel will still have a little time and they've got their timeouts, all three of them when they get the ball back. But they can almost guarantee themselves a halftime lead with a stop here, bargains in the backfield. He's going to block for Yana, then a little pop pass, and he underthrew it. The slick field conditions hurt there. When he went to his plant foot to throw back across his body, he slipped, and then Cody Brockman coming back to it slipped, and the two-point conversion is no good. So with 1.33 to go in the first half of play, it is Axtell 14, Lawrence Nelson 12. You're listening to High School Football on KXPN. Kearney Doug Duda back here on ESPN Tri-Cities. A busy Friday. Second game for me today. Earlier today we had Carney Catholic defeating Amherst by a score of 16 to nothing. We'll recap that and some other games coming your way at halftime. And still now important point in the ball game for Lawrence Nelson. They if they can want to pin the Wildcats deep here so that there's not a two for one threat because Axtell's going to get it here with three timeouts in a minute 33. Axtell will also get the ball to start the second half of play as they won the toss and deferred. It'll be Connor Yonda to fire it away here off the tee. So he's set to go. Elijah Bergstrom stands deep at about his own five, waiting for the return. The kick, it's a squib kick, and it is headed out of bounds, and it got there. Boy, that was kind of an intentional squib. See if we can go get it with Balin Bargain because he was streaking right down the Axtell sideline. It just got kicked a little too hard and went out of bounds. And I think Axtell probably not going to mess around. Just take this, or are they going to make him re kick? Discussing with Coach Branson about down there where they would get the football. As we said earlier, we are in the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth here in Axtell bringing you this Friday Night Football game while Carney Towing is on the road, bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road from heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance. Call Carney Towing and Repair when you need us. We'll be there. So Axtell will take over after the kick went out of bounds at the 29-yard line. That's where the kick went out, so they can take it right there. All three timeouts and they've scored on two big plays a short pass that Levicki took into the 33 yarder and then a Bergstrom on and they'll hand it off the left side again for Elijah Bergstrom he'll follow his blockers across the 30 and out to about the 33 yard line and we're gonna get a timeout here for Axtell after a gain of about four on the play so Coach Branson wanted to see what they were doing there for Lawrence Nelson, that'll be his first timeout of the football game. One twenty-four to go here in the first half of play, and it is Axtell leading Lawrence Nelson 14 to 12. They'll continue on after this timeout. If you want more
3: yield, the answer is A.
4: Ravenna's leading McCool Junction at the half, 16 to nothing last night. Of course, so Ravenna off to an undefeated start. Grant Island leading Fremont 42 to nothing with the running clock. Carney and North Platte about to half. And that is a 10-10 ball game out in North Platte coming off the big win against Bellevue West. Here it's 14-12 Axtell, Second down and six at their own 33. Alverson takes the snap rolls to his right wants to throw fires it out of here to his end complete at the 35-yard line and Brant Modlin will be shoved out of bounds to stop the clock. So from the 33 to the 33 That's a 14-yard completion And again, that's only the second pass play for the Axtell Wildcats 33 yards for the touchdown and a 14-yard first down right there. So two timeouts Clock stopped with 118, and it's first down and 10, and this has been the magic spot right in this five-yard bubble for Axtell. Turn, hand it off, gonna take it back out of the fullback's belly. Halverson wants to run fumble to football, and Lawrence Nelson's got it. It was stripped right out of his hands and falls into Roy Davidson's hands, and Lawrence Nelson has it at the 30-yard line. So a five-yard run for Halverson, and that'll be the first turnover of the bat of the football game and a big break for lawrence nelson they'll cover it at the 30. and let's see if they can do anything with a minute 11 to go and one timeout tough one for Axtell, and just what the doctor ordered for lawrence nelson so they'll put bargain out wide to the right yonda and williams are in the backfield Connor Yanda takes it, wants to throw behind protection, fires it for bargain and knocked away. Boy, that was a perfect pass and getting his hand in there is Caden Chapman. I'll tell you what, I'll bet you look back on the film there and you're gonna find 16 kids that just did exactly what they were supposed to do. The pressure was coming, they rolled the pocket, the blocking was there, the pass was right on his hands, but Chapman was right there with him and was able to flick it away, great play all the way around, it'll bring up second down and 10. Didn't take much time off the clock, down to a minute five. Again, line up in a passing formation here with three wideouts, bargain in motion, jet sweep, fake it, quarterback keeper off the right side. Again, good tackling after a three yard gain to the 27 yard line for Connor Yonda. Bergstrom just in there, sticking, sticking, sticking. Also in there, Preston LeClaire. It'll be under a minute and now under 45 seconds to go and Lawrence Nelson better hustle. Third down, it all comes down to this. If they get the first down, then they hustle and maybe use a timeout. If they don't, then that'll force Axtell to use one. But down to 30 seconds to go here before halftime. Bargain splits out wide to the right. Staying in the backfield is Williams with Yonda. Third down and seven. Yonda to throw over the middle. It's picked off. Picked off in the middle of the football field by DeYoung at midfield. He's to the 35. He's to the 33 yard line. So DeYoung, with only 17 seconds to go, returns it to the Lawrence Nelson 33 yard line. They have two timeouts, so they can get maybe three plays in here. There's no kick, no field goal thought. They don't have that. But each team now with a turnover. Only 17 seconds, though, for Axtell to do something here. So we may get to see the arm of Halverson, who's only put it up a couple of times. Ball pretty much in the middle of the football field. See which end they try to drag here, all three backs in the backfield. Halverson with the blitz coming, rolls to his right, rolling, rolling, and now just gonna try and throw this one away, good play. Oh, they're gonna get pass interference on Modlin. There was a lot of hand fighting down there. That pass was 10 yards over his head, but in high school, it doesn't matter. As the defensive back, again, and I apologize, he's our mystery player. We've got multiple rosters and there's no 33 on any of those rosters. But the clock down to 11 seconds. So pass interference gonna be called on Lawrence Nelson, and that'll take the ball all the way down to the 18 yard line. So 11 seconds, first down for Axtell. Still got some yardage to cover. Lawrence Nelson hoping to come up with two more big plays and get this to halftime. 14-12, Axtell. Again, they'll load that box, trying to give quarterback Halverson maximum protection. Takes the snap, same play, rolls to the right, going to look back against the grain, throw to a wheel route, complete Bergstrom, and he's in there, touchdown, high, stepping in. What a great pass. It's a 17-yard. We've got a flag. We've got a flag. Right where he made the catch, I can't imagine, I don't know what this could possibly be on the offense. They were the only two over there. Might have a hold on Cody Funk over there trying to, Make the play. I don't see any joy in Mudville here for Axtell. Illegal man downfield, is that what we got? They just kinda got a half a signal there from Tom Grimm. And that's gonna be the second time a big play has been wiped out by Axtell. They had an interception. It was wiped out by roughing the passer, and Lawrence Nelson went on to score. And I think he signaled illegal man downfield. I don't know. There was hard to have that much time, but he did. I will say that John Lammers probably was down there a little too far. Last play of the half. It's going to be a halfback pass. Bergstrom trying to throw it back to his quarterback. It's covered and he's just gonna let it go into the end zone. We're gonna get a flag. This is caught anyway, touchdown. (laughs) Slip sliding away. And it ends up being a 23 yard touchdown pass back to the quarterback and Jacob Halverson. Halverson basically got drugged to the ground and caught it while he was on the ground. So Bergstrom, Fires it to Alderson to end the first half of play. And there were two Lawrence Nelson Raiders right on top of him. And now we'll line up to go for the two-point conversion. Our five points touchdown, five points bank the better bank. So there hasn't been a lot of passing, but what has been here for Axtell has been money. 23-yard touchdown, two-point conversion run over the right side, and in there is Jacob Halverson. And we are going to halftime with the Axtell Wildcats in a joyful situation. It's Axtell, 22, and Lawrence Nelson, 12. Lawrence Nelson got the first score early in the second quarter, but all five touchdowns came here in the second quarter after a scoreless first. But that exchange of interception fumble here in the latter moments ended up going Axtell's way, and they will get the ball to start the third quarter of play. So plenty of excitement here at Axtell for the home team, and Lawrence Nelson got to find a way to get it going. They uh, have not been quite as diverse as they usually are. may show you a lot of formations, but they're basically running the quarterback and not getting much out of it. They actually do have two touchdown passes from Yonda to Austic. But we are at halftime here in Axtell. It's the Axtell Wildcats 22 and the Lawrence Nelson Raiders 12. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report on ESPN Tri-Cities and newschannelnebraska.com.
3: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back into the game of life
8: Looking for a quality but still affordable vehicle? Many of our customers have found peace of mind through our great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified pre-owned vehicles. Each one goes through a 172-point inspection and reconditioning process by factory-trained technicians. Looking for a different used vehicle option? No problem. We carry all makes and models and have financing options for qualified vehicles and buyers. Experience the difference and join our family at Hastings Ford. We are
6: Nebraska. Not all buyers and vehicles will qualify for financing. See the for details.
11: Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA, currency pursuant to CFL license
2: 60DB0-54873. 9443.
4: And welcome back everyone to Axtell for high school football on ESPN Tri-Cities. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure serving Buffalo County for business and residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. And at the half, maybe somewhat of a surprise the home team Axtell Wildcats leading The Lawrence Nelson Raiders 22-12, and I can't overemphasize enough talking with both the coaches multiple times this week that they just didn't know what to expect tonight with all the injuries that Lawrence Nelson is trying to overcome, three guys out, two more that are kind of back and forth and playing a little bit, and then when you take a look at Axtell, All the illness that they've had this week, they never even had a full practice. They never had a full practice with their starting lineup all week. Nine kids were there Tuesday, 11 Wednesday. They had to go through a tornado drill yesterday when the weather came through. At halftime here, they are introducing the 1973 football team uh, from Axtell. i tell you what, maybe I'm just getting older. They don't look like they could be that old as they come out here, and one of the cool things, we were talking about the lighting not being that great here at Axtell. They're walking out of the north end zone. If you had a little corn there, it'd be like Field of Dreams with these guys walking out with their purple uh, Axtell jerseys. I was told that there were 51 men or young boys on the Axtell football team in 1973. They went 0-9 the year before, went 7-2, the next year and just missed out on the district title. And uh, back of the day when there was just a little bit more population and a lot more little communities and schools around here in the state of Nebraska. But they're being honored here tonight, the 1973 Axdell football team. And they got a pretty good representation here tonight. Let's take a look at some other scores. How about volleyball? UNK goes to 13 and one with a four set victory over Pitt State tonight. 25-13, 25-16, 21-25, and 25-17. The Huskers are just getting underway against Ohio State, and that is on the Big Ten Network. In football, on the Vibe 98-9, they're at halftime in what we thought might be a high-scoring game with all the throwing that Wood River and Donovan Trumbull likes to do. It's Donovan from Trumbull 6, Wood River nothing at the half. Hastings was leading Lexington. Fourteen to nothing at last check. Let's go uh, with some other scores that we have for you from across the area and across the state of interest. Uh, Again, earlier today here on ESPN, Carney Catholic shut out Amherst to open up district play by a score of sixteen to nothing, as uh, Pete Holman had two rushing touchdowns and throw a safety in there, and that was. How Carney Catholic got the scoring done. Carney Catholic will play Saint Cecilia at Miles Field, and that'll be next Friday's game. Here on both ESPN and Carney and Hastings, we also will have uh, the Amherst Broncos having a tough matchup as they take on Ord, the two-time uh, defending finalists, three-time in the last semifinals, and those are the matchup next week for those two. Uh, Grand Island is cruising with the running clock in the fourth quarter. They lead Fremont by a score of 49 to nothing. Carney at halftime is leading North Platte by a score of 17 to 10. In Class B, halftime: Scottsbluff 21, Grand Island Northwest 14. Hastings, uh, last check, I still had 14 to nothing here with their lead over Lexington, and we'll try and get you an update on that one. Uh, Another score that we can pass along to you, Adams Central 10, Central City 6, that is at halftime. St. Cecilia 14, Grand Island Central Catholic 7, that is also at halftime. Checking out some other scores, now it's 24-0 Hastings on Lexington as that has just reached halftime. Shattering leads Gothenburg at the half, 7-0. And Minden leading Holdridge 33-3 as they approach halftime. Aurora leading St. Paul 28-0. They're just about at the half. Boone Central 36 to nothing, about at halftime over West Point. Beamer broken bow at halftime, leading Kozad by a score of seven to six. In class C two, Ord is all over Gibbon. That's fifty-five to nothing at halftime. They'll have the running clock going. Fillmore Central leads Fairbury 7-0 midway through the second quarter was our last update there. Another top 10 matchup. Bishop Newman had an early 12-7 lead over UTan in their contest. Uh, Highline defeated Southern Valley this afternoon by a score of 60 to nothing was the final score. Sandy Creek leading Superior 34 to nothing as they approach the half. Ravenna at half leading McCool Junction 16 to nothing. Heartland leading Sutton at half by a score of 18 to 12. Riverside leading Arcadia Loop City as they head to halftime 36 to 8. Nebraska Christian leading Pleasanton now by a score of 23 to 8 as they approach halftime as well. A few more scores here. South Loop beat Leighton earlier today by a score of 56 to 6, and Summel leading Mullen at the half 22 to 6. Sandhill stedford was all over Hyannis today, 68 to 6. Osceola 50 to nothing over Giltner, and that is at halftime. Fullerton leads Palmer 6 to nothing at halftime. Halftime Central Valley leading Overton 40 to 7. Silver Lake is leading Kennesaw in another one of these D1 district matchups that these two teams are a part of, 19-8. They are not quite to halftime at last check. And earlier today in six-man, it was Red Cloud over Harvard, 59-14. SEM in a back-and-forth affair clipped Wilcox-Hildreth, 28-22 was the final there, and Hartland Lutheran fell to Stewart, 60-18. Again, here at the half, it is Axel 22, and Lawrence Nelson, 12. We'll be back and take a look at the first half stats and more right after this on ESPN Tri-City.
8: Seed expertise doesn't grow overnight, which is why farmers in Minden and the surrounding area rely on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed rep. Depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seed for the area. Best of luck to all the athletes and coaches from Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer dealer.
1: Liske, Liskian & Inns, attorneys in Minden wish all the area athletes good luck. With our firm of attorneys with over 50 years' experience, you are assured of receiving the personalized attention you need. Contact Liske, Liskian & Inns in Minden at 308-832-2103.
2: Miller Body Shop in Minden is your collision specialist. They offer paintless dent repair, great for hail dance or door dings, auto glass replacement,
4: where we've got a chance now to let you know we've got plenty of football on the college level tomorrow. The Huskers will be in action as they take on Louisiana Tech. Pre-game is at 10.30 on KHAS Radio. Kickoff just after 2.30. That will be shown on the Big Ten Network. For UNK, they travel to Pittsburgh State, ranked number three in Division II football, and that will be at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And finally, here on ESPN Tri-Cities tomorrow, it'll be Hastings College playing at Briarcliff, our pregame at 5, and kickoff is set for 6 o'clock. Another big event going on Monday is the annual UNK Cross-Country Invitational. More teams and individuals than show up for state will be running throughout the afternoon on Monday at the University of nebraska Kearney. Coming up on Tuesday, quite a bit of Volleyball action and we will have a top five matchup from Grand Island, Grand Island Central Catholic and Carney Catholic at around 7 o'clock on Tuesday. Axtell Volleyball is also back in action on a Tuesday when they make the trip over to Bertrand and what a job this Fort Carney Conference has done so far this season. Playing some outstanding volleyball, the top four or five teams not disappointing after being rated in the preseason. Again, at the half, 22 to 12 is your score in favor of Axtell. More scores to pass along to you. It is Ravenna leading McCool Junction 24 to nothing. I think we updated that to 24 to 8 for you uh, in favor of Ravenna. Let's go ahead and take a look at some of the first half numbers that we had in this football game, and we'll do that for you right after this timeout. All right, now let's take a look at the unofficial numbers here in the first half of our football game, starting with the Raiders of Lawrence Nelson. Jack Williams, two carries for 10 yards. Balin Bargan has carried the ball in this football game three times for six yards. They have put it in the hands of Connor Yonda. Yonda, 13 carries, but only 24 yards. I have Lawrence Nelson for 18 rushing attempts and only 40 yards on the ground. Now, Yonda has done a couple of good things through the air. He completed his first five passes of the ball game. They were all short, nothing more than 11 yards, but the last one was a three-yard touchdown pass to um, Mr. Ostick, and then a 39-yard touchdown pass to Nolan Ostick for the second score of the night for Lawrence Nelson. Overall, Connor Yonda has put it up 11 times. He's completed seven of them. He's thrown one interception. He has two touchdowns for 65 yards through the air, 40 yards on the ground. That's 105 yards of total offense and six first downs unofficially for Lawrence Nelson. They have punted it three times for an average of 41 yards. And Yonda's done that, just the one turnover, but it did lead to that last second touchdown. And you have uh, four penalties in the ball game for 35 yards here in the contest for Lawrence Nelson. For the Axtell Wildcats, Elijah Bergstrom, five carries, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Dominic DeYoung, one carry, one yard. The quarterback, Jacob Halverson, seven carries, 27 yards. Did have a lost fumble. And so that's 13 rushes for 63 yards for Axtell. Through the air, Alverson is two for two with a 33-yard touchdown pass to Levicki, 47 total yards. And then on the last play of the half, A 23-yard halfback pass from Elijah Bergstrom back to Jacob Halverson. And so, as a team, 3-for-3 through the air for 60 yards to go along, excuse me, 70 yards to go with the 63 on the ground, 133 yards of total offense, also six first downs for Axtell, two punts for an average of 38, the one fumble, and two penalties for 19 yards. Again, the scoring after we had uh, some three and outs and some good plays defensively in the first quarter, We had an interception by Halverson that was negated by a roughing the passer penalty that allowed Lawrence Nelson to keep a drive going into the second quarter. And after converting a third and long on an 11-yard run by Jack Williams, it was Connor Yanda hitting Ostick on a three-yard drag route. The two-point conversion run no good, 10-10. It was 6-0. At the 6.30 mark, a 33-yard pass from Halverson to Levicki after the punt return got him there. That was the first play. The two-point run was good by Bergstrom. Axtell up 8-6. to Three minutes later... Elijah Bergstrom went around left end, a 24-yard run in a two-play drive. The run was no good, 14-6. to Then Yonda hooked up with Ostick two minutes later, 1.33 to go before halftime. It was a 39-yard touchdown pass. The two-point conversion, no good. Then the teams exchanged turnovers. Davidson got a fumble recovery for Lawrence Nelson at their own 30. Then DeYoung came up with an interception at the Lawrence Nelson 33 with 17 seconds to go. There was an illegal man downfield on the play they scored, and a touchdown was wiped out by Bergstrom, but they still scored on the final play of the half. Bergstrom back to Halverson from 23 yards, and Halverson ran it in, and that's our score at the half. Axtell, 22, and Lawrence Nelson, 12. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report on ESPN. Axel gets the ball to start the second half. Next. Ready for
11: something bigger? Introducing the Alliance for the Future of Agriculture in Nebraska. That's AFAN. At AFAN, we are much more than just a nonprofit organization. We are a force that's driving growth and innovation in Nebraska's agriculture and livestock industry. In 2022 alone, our impactful projects, both large and small, added up to a staggering $900 million. That's our commitment to progress. Visit our website at becomeafan.org to get involved today. Thank you to our premier partner. Farm Credit Services of America.
3: AND SEE WHY EXPERIENCE MATTERS TO US, SPECIALIZING IN YOU.
4: ALL RIGHT, PUTTING THE BALL ON THE TEE, CONNOR YONDA. I'D BE CAREFUL HERE IF I WAS AXTEL. WE MIGHT SEE THAT SQUIB KICK AGAIN OR AN ONSIDE KICK. THEY HAVE STRUGGLED A LITTLE BIT OFFENSIVELY. IT'D BE ROLLING THE DICE. LET'S FIND OUT. NOPE, YONDA'S GOING TO POUND THIS. AND HE'S GOING TO POUND IT SO FAR THAT IT GOES THROUGH THE END ZONE. THAT SHOULD BE THE PLAN EVERY TIME IF YOU CAN DO THAT. AND SO IT WILL BE AXTEL BALL. At the 15-yard line, leading it 22-12. to Obviously, the first drive for both teams here sets the stage for what could happen the rest of the way. Can Axtell get the job done? Now, let's face it. They've got three touchdowns, and they're all three big plays, not over-the-top 70-yard plays, but you've got 23, 24, and 33-yard touchdowns, one on the ground and two through the air, and one of them kind of fluky there at the half, but it gives you a little bit of a cushion. So they'll come out. And put Halverson under center out of the I formation. Going to be a toss sweep to Bergstrom. Got a little hole off the left side, but a penalty flag again. It seems like we had a lot more of those than we probably did in the first half. Had too many of them this afternoon in the Amherst-Carney Catholic game. And we got a hold. On the Wildcats, and boy, we're seeing a lot more holds on runs called. At least we've talked about that with Jimmy Langan on the Doug and Daddy Show and some of the other guys we've seen. Saw a ton of those this afternoon. Usually holding only occurred or was thrown on a passing play, but we're starting to see it. It's going to be a half the distance to the goal. This will put them about the seven and a half yard line, so we'll call it a 8-yard penalty. And first down and 10. Oh, yeah, 17, I guess, after the penalty. Still the eye formation. Same play, only the quarterback, Halverson's going to try and keep it. Looks for some room instead of getting outside. Came back up over his center, and he'll pick up a little yardage over the 10, get him out to about the 12-yard line. We'll say it's a gain of five, second and 13. As they move from left to right, north to south, as you listen along your radio dial, Here at Axtell. Just underway, first minute of the third quarter, 22-12. Axtell has the lead and trying to get something positive on this first drive of the third quarter. Again, under center. Halverson draws back, wants to pass. Pressure from the backside, steps up, wants to run. Stiff arm, they're going to bring him down by his collar. Not really a horse collar, but they grabbed the back of his jersey and brought him down at the 16-yard line. That's going to be a gain of four and bring up third down and nine again this drive started with a hold alverson's been pretty smart when it's not there to scramble with the football and a chance for lawrence nelson to get a three and out here and you just watch i'm i don't know if they've played more than nine kids on either side of the football here there hasn't been a lot of substitutions although they got kids over there just banged up three starters out Third and nine. halverson Rolls right, going to go back down the sideline, contact, and no oh call. Trying to come over the top of Brant Modlin to knock it away. The Lawrence Nelson defensive back got there a little early, but if he slapped it away, they're probably going to let it go, and that'll be the first incomplete pass of the ball game for Axel. And after this punch, should be some pretty good field position here for Balin Bargain. And he stands at his own 33-yard line. Halverson hoping to get away a good one here. Snap, pressure up the middle, high but very short, and it bounces out of bounds just across midfield. They'll give it the 37, 38-yard line, about a 26-yard punt that time. And Lawrence Nelson gets good starting field position as they get the third quarter underway. We'll mark it at the 38, first down and 10. So will they continue to rely on Connor Yonda? I'm a little surprised they just haven't used Jack Williams a little more. He's a big boy. Now there's, some of these guys are pretty young uh, as far as football or life, but they all seem like they're so big out there they should be able to handle. Ostick is the end of the right side. Almost every play is out of the pistol. Yonda gives it to Williams off the right side into Axtell territory, five yard gain down to the 37 yard line. Bottling in on the tackle, and I think i like the very first play, and I think I'd like the second play and the third play if they just kept doing that and see if they can bring Williams down. They've done a good job of bottling up Yonda when he tries to bring it in between the ends. And they don't really, outside of bargain, have the speed to get to the corner. Yonda's bounced it outside a couple of times because he's had to. Sang it out. Four yards to go after the six-yard carry. And Yonda gonna follow Williams, tries to bounce it outside, nothing there. He'll be brought down from behind by Kinshu, but gets inside the 35, should have the first down at the 32-yard line. Gonna be another five-yard gain, and Connor Yonda moves the sticks here for Lawrence Nelson. Aurora leading St. Paul at last check, 28 to nothing. Pierce over Wayne, 7-0. Grand Island has finished off Fremont already, 49-0. Elm Creek leads Bertrand, 12-6. Twin loop over Ansley Litchfield at the half, 26-0. On first down and 10, double wing back, going to be an option to the right side, wants to throw. Deep is covered, and he's sacked from behind. Yonda is brought down by Taryn Levicki. They wanted to go for the home run ball down the right side as they were searching for Cody Funk. Only tried that a couple of times, looking deep. But he was covered. And blindside tackle got him from behind. That'll drop him at the 35-yard line. Going to be a loss of three on the play. First sack of the ball game by this Axtell defense. Second and 13. 22-12, to Axtell. Eight and a half to go, third quarter, leading Lawrence Nelson. Yonda out of the pistol, sets him down, gonna hand it off Williams, off the left side, steps over a man, 30, 25, first down lowers the shoulder, got a block, 20, 15, and finally gonna be brought down at the 15-yard line by Caden Chapman. That's gonna be a 20-yard gain on the play for Jack Williams. So, definitely not a football coach, but that just seemed to make sense, and Williams, has had two nice carries to start this half. And in business in the red zone, they're going to mark it at the 14-yard line for Lawrence Nelson. On a drive that started at their 38, they've moved it to the 14, trying to get this to a one-score ball game, down by 10. Williams off to the right side of Yonda. Connor takes it, fakes the handoff, keeps it himself, has a hole off the right side. He's going to get to the 10. He's going to keep pushing, and he's going to work his way down to about the 7-yard line. Again, a gain of 7 by Yonda, and those holes are opening up a little bit more on this first offensive drive for Lawrence Nelson, working it off the right side that time, and it's going to be 2nd down and 3 at the 7, 8-yard line. Can't go wrong with either one you pick there. I think he was at the 14, I'd call it the seven. At the seven yard line, second down and three. Yonda to Williams again off the left side, but they string him up, get him behind the line of scrimmage and thrown down by Levicki. Well back behind the 10, the 11, that's gonna be a loss of four yards on the play for Jack Williams and so, Read it well and brought him down, and now it's going to be third down at about seven yards to go. They can get a first down just inside the five at the four, and, of course, they can also get a touchdown in this 14 yards or 11 yards away, as the case may be. And, again, it's going to be two-crack territory here, so probably see a run here and see what that sets up for you on third down. It's going to be quarterback run right side. He slips and falls down. I think Both of them slipped. And up a little gingerly here is going to be Caleb Kinshu. Yonda didn't get anywhere. He tried to go right and cut back and slip. And Brian Blevins has decided to use the timeout before even getting in any trouble. So you know they're going for it, but they figure this is pretty key and they want to try and convert on fourth down so no gain on the play for yonda it's our first time out of the second half brought to you by ent physicians of carney 6-11 to go in the third quarter it is axtel 22 and lawrence nelson 12 on espn
12: there's a lot of satisfaction that comes from making things grow whether it's a family a field of grain or the balance in your savings account when you make something grow you can't help but grow a little yourself As a community ag bank, helping you make things grow is why we're here. Our ag lenders know agriculture, and they're local. Stop by and see us. Let's talk. Minden Exchange Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
4: Doug Duda with you here on ESPN Tri-Cities for a Friday night contest that's turned into a pretty exciting one here at Axtell, 22-12 and a big fourth down coming up for Lawrence Nelson on a drive that started at their own 38-yard line. They got it down to the seven, then lost a little bit of yardage, got nothing on third down, and now it is fourth down. We're going to call it seven yards to go from the 11 as we come back to action for Lawrence Nelson. Yonda with twins to the right side, Williams in the backfield, Connor fakes the handoff, wants to run, rolls right, rolling, 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 throws it towards the end zone, has a man, and it's knocked away, getting a hand in there to knock it away from Cody Brockman. Backpedaling, backpedaling, and backpedaling, I believe that was Halverson to get in there and knock it away for a minute, Brockman was open but there was just a little too much air under that one because Yonda was trying to roll, 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 and he just threw it up for grabs because why not? It was fourth down. So incomplete, and Axtell will take over at their own 11-yard line. First down and 10, their second possession of the third quarter. They were three and out to start the game. Had a penalty that hurt him. Handed off to Bergstrom. He breaks one tackle. He's bouncing around like a ping-pong ball and gets just minimal yardage back to a line of scrimmage and maybe one yard on the play. Elijah's actually only had six carries. There haven't been as many plays as it would seem like offensively in this game. We talked about how Lawrence Nelson was intentionally trying to grind the game throughout the night, but they were hoping that they would have the lead while they were doing that, and they do not. Second out and nine at the eleven. 11 and a half. They'll go pistol this time for Halverson. Hard count, a little movement defensively. It's simply a quarterback run right side, trying to follow his blocks. They bear hug him as he comes across the 15 to the 16 to the 17. Halverson thrown forward that time. Rocky Miller with the tackle. They'll get him to the 18. That's gonna be a gain of about six on the play. And it'll be third down and five. Third down and four. 22 to 12, Axel with the lead. Trying to get the play in from the sideline. Manage a first down, try to flip the field even if you don't score here. Cause you got a pretty good punter on both sides here. The quarterbacks have shown that they can kick the ball too. Bergstrom gonna line up deep behind his quarterback, Halverson who's under center, he's about seven yards behind him. Can't get him to jump, and now we do get a jump. Our umpire throws the flag. And I think we're going to back Axtell up here, trying to get Lawrence Nelson to move. They move themselves. That'll be the fourth penalty of the ball game here on Axtell and now probably bring up more of a passing down, but we've already seen them trying to run it on third and long a couple of times. It'll be third down and eight with 4.30 to go here in the third quarter, 22-12, Axtell. But they haven't been able to move it so far here in the third quarter. Grinding some clock is Preston Leclerc, comes up as the center, puts that big right paw on the football and ready to go. Coming up, Halverson jogs up under center, takes the snap, hands it off, Bergstrom off the left side, not a lot there. In fact, he is gonna be hit well behind the line of scrimmage. And there's Rocky Miller again to make the tackle. Big loss on the play inside the 10, back to the nine. That's gonna be a loss of three on the play for Elijah. And a putting situation here. For Jacob Halverson and the Axtell Wildcats. And once again, Lawrence Nelson going to get great field position. Should start on the Axtell side of midfield. Nebraska volleyball takes the first set from Ohio State tonight. Easily 25-14. to 14. And the left-footed boot is away. Bargain comes over, slips, drops it, bounces back to him. Now he just has to dive on it. So anxious to get going, he'll dive on it at the 35-yard line. Going to be a punt that time. From the 9 to about the 37, we'll call it a 28-yard punt. It wasn't the biggest boomer of the day. And Lawrence Nelson, as we said, should have pretty good field position at their 35-yard line of Axtell. 22-12. First quarter was kind of like what we're seeing here. Wasn't any scoring. Then the second quarter, we had five touchdowns. Here, we're under four minutes to go in the third. The score is the same. They hand it off Williams off the left side, going low, making the tackle is DeYoung as Williams comes up four for just a couple of yards. 34 yards unofficially. But here in this third quarter, four carries for 24 yards. This really changes the outlook of the district if Axtell can get the win tonight. And then you don't overlook Lawrence Nelson either because if they can get all their guys back, they're gonna be a tough team to stop. As we said, they're banged up and Axtell's a little ill. Twins to the right side on second down and eight. Yonda wants to throw in the pocket, looking for the crossing route, down the field for Bargain, he's got it, touchdown. Lawrence Nelson, another great pass. Bergstrom was there. Yonda can throw the ball and Bargain hauls it in from 34 yards out and it's 22 to 18. the third touchdown pass from connor yanda the first two go to ostic and this one to the speedy balen bargain now they have to worry about making some two-point conversions they are 0 for 2 and Axtell is two for three our five points bank touchdown five points bank the better bank 238 to go in the third a 34-yard pass from connor yanda to Balen Bargain, and let's see what they do on the two-point conversion here. They tried to run it, then they tried to pass it. Neither one was good. Yonda's is gonna roll to his right. Now a little pop pass to the tight end, it overshoots the oh. intended target there. And Cody Brockman, and we got a flag in the end zone. Mm, there might be a little talk amongst this crew with their younger back judge. He's thrown the flag on, and I mean, you can throw it on an uncatchable ball, but at one point, do you throw that pass interference flag? And they're going to call pass interference on Axtell, so half the distance to the goal, two-point conversion anyway. They'll get a retry on this two-point conversion. Maybe a little easier to run it in. Bargains in the backfield this time with Yanda. Another two point try, and it's going to be off the tackle. Danny got in. Boy, he was hit hard by John Lammers. Had he been two yards away, he wasn't getting in, but Yonda is able to run it in for the two point conversion. So your score is Axtell 22 and Lawrence Nelson 20, 238 to go in the third quarter here on ESPN.
0: Some of the region's best athletes become ESPN ESPN Tri-Cities Athletes of the Month. You can nominate new athletes by messaging us your Athlete of the Month nomination on our ESPN Tri-Cities Facebook page, or you can check out the past winners and our form on the Facebook feed. We never forget a great effort. ESPN Athlete of the Month, brought to you by Nutrien Ag Solutions, your ag retailer of the future, and the News Channel Nebraska sports team.
4: for you. And as always a big thank you to our many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school sports especially all the football and volleyball in the fall and then we'll get to the cross-country updates and state meet next month as well. We've got ourselves a pretty good ball game back and forth here and Lawrence Nelson first to strike in the second half it's 22-20 to 20, Axtell as Connor Yonda Puts the ball on the tee. A little bit more of a breeze. And Yonda pops that high in the air. And Bergstrom's got to watch it sail into the end zone. And they will have to start at their own 15-yard line. But a key here now is Axel has to stop with any penalties. Nothing major, but enough that has put them back on their last two drives. A hold, half the distance to the goal, and then a five-yard illegal procedure. And they haven't done much here. Halverson and Bergstrom running the ball and then the one incomplete pass. Still wanted to pass interference on that call and didn't get it to happen right in front of their sideline. Don't forget the Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show just after 10 o'clock tonight on ESPN, the Vibe 98.9, and also KHS Radio. Halverson under center. Going to go with a little counterplay to Bergstrom. Lowers his shoulders. He does a good job of bouncing off initial contact and makes a little bit out there. Bergstrom's hard to bring down on first contact. It takes three Lawrence Nelson Raiders to bring him down and Bergstrom is down did he have a cramp or is it more than that looks like a cramp got that leg up and again a humid day sometimes that's worse than the hot day and it's gonna be a loss on the play for Bergstrom of two yards so they work on that cramp Our injury report Brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. Tuesday, it's high school volleyball as Kearney Catholic travels to Grand Island Central Catholic at 7 o'clock. And later on, we'll be getting ready for the Fort Kearney Conference Tournament. Overton, SEM, Amherst, Axtell, Pleasanton, Yowza, Yowza, Yowza. And Bergstrom gets up and tries to walk it off, but you can tell that that calf is still tight. And now what do you do? Do you go get Easton and bring him into the ball game? Do you keep it in Halverson's hands? Another score for Carney. They now lead North Platte 24-10 in the third quarter. Ravenna leading McCool Junction 32-10 at the end of the third quarter of play. Keep you up to date on some other scores. Already a big win tonight for Grand Island as they blanked Fremont. And we're ready to go after the injury timeout. Got the cramp worked on over here at the sidelines. And it's second down and 12. Halverson under center. Eye formation. Takes the snap. No, it's going to be a different quarterback. Halverson will be the running back. They've went and put Noah Branston in there as QB. And Halverson goes to the eye and he carries it. And he's able to get the two back that they just lost. But that makes it third down and 10. So some trouble here in this third quarter for the Axtell offense. They're not getting anything done. But you have got the junior quarterback, Noah Branstead, in there. And again, their actual starter at the beginning of the year, Carson Lindau, got injured in game one with his shoulder. And that's why we've got what we've got right now. Do they dare throw it on third down and 10 out of the I formation? Branstead under center, I... Formation. here comes the blitz right up the middle they bull rush him and that is a great play up the middle by Williams he just said I'm bringing it try and stop me and they didn't even get a chance to do anything with a football coming off the bottom of the file pile is gonna be Dominic DeYoung, and he got swallowed up for a loss of about three on the play and another punt the third punt of the third quarter is coming up here for Axtell as we're under a minute to go So Halverson ready to boot it away. And again, Bargain stands at midfield. Can he get his leg into a beauty and drive it over his head? There's a good high kick. Bargain comes back, takes it at his 38, up to the 40 left sideline, 35, 30. He's got room, but there's a penalty flag, 20. Halverson upends him at the 18. A great punt return gonna be negated by yet another penalty and an illegal block. Gonna be whistled up here at the 30 yard line. That was a 32-yard punt and a heck of a return, but a hold on Lawrence Nelson. Their first penalty of the third quarter will be a costly one. They had the football inside the 20. Instead, they'll be probably at midfield, maybe their own 39-yard line here. First down and 10, Axtell 22, Lawrence Nelson 20. Yes, the difference is a two-point conversion. Axtell's 2 of 3 and Lawrence Nelson's 1 of 2. But Lawrence Nelson's the only team that has moved the football here in this third quarter of play. A 34-yard touchdown pass from Yonda DeBargan. It was well covered. He was right on it. 24 seconds to go in the third quarter in the crowd. Here at Axtell trying to make a little noise. Full house backfield. Yonda going to follow his blockers off the right side. Got a hole, 35, cuts back 30. Tried to knock the ball from behind as DeYoung, but he's inside the 30 for another. Lawrence Nelson first down to the 28-yard line. That's going to be a 13-yard gain. And the patience of Lawrence Nelson in the first half is paying dividends here in the second half. And that should be the last play of the third quarter. If Lawrence Nelson wants to melt the clock, they're not going to run one here, and that is exactly the case. So we're going to go to the final 12 minutes with this game. Highly in doubt, it's a two-point contest. We go to the fourth. It's Axtell 22 and Lawrence Nelson 20, but the Raiders are on the move again when we return here on ESPN Tri-Cities and News Channel Nebraska.com.
8: Seed expertise doesn't grow overnight, which is why farmers in Minden and the surrounding area rely on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed rep. Depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seed for the area. Best of luck to all the athletes and coaches from Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer dealer.
1: Liskey Liskian Inns Attorneys in Minden wish all the area athletes good luck. With our firm of attorneys with over fifty years experience, you are assured of receiving the personalized attention you need. Contact Liskey Liskian Inns in Minden at 308-832-2103.
0: Whether you're on the field or at the office, chiropractic care is important to your health. See Flo-Rang Chiropractic and Wellness on 2nd Avenue in Kearney
4: and find out how he can get you back in line with your body and health. Reese flo Rang or Flo-Rang Chiropractic and Wellness is a very proud supporter of our area athletes. Score update here on ESPN. It's Grand Island 49, Fremont nothing. That is a final in that contest. Carney now leading North Platte 24-10 late in the third quarter of play. In Class B action, Scotts Bluff and Northwest getting their second half underway. No change there. 21-14 to is the score in that one. Shatterin leading Gothenburg early in the fourth by a score of 21-6. to Minden was leading Holdridge 33-3. They're cruising in that game. Aurora leading St. Paul. They got it to 35-0 now in the third quarter of play. So we start the fourth quarter and it's Lawrence Nelson at the 28, Yanda off the left side. They get him to the ground after a short gain to to about the 26 yard line. And Lammers gets him up the line of scrimmage. Going to call this a gain of eh, two and a half, second down and eight. Yanda now 48 yards rushing. Doubling what he had in the first half on six carries here in the second half. But the story is Elijah Bergstrom back in the ball game after getting that cramp towards the end of the third quarter. Second out of eight at the 26 of Axtell. Handed off Williams off the left side. They get him by the ankle and bring him down at the 25. That's a one-yard gain. Hanging on at the bottom of the pile is going to be the detonation of DeYoung and Halverson. Williams now 35 yards unofficially on seven carries and it brings up third down at about five yards to go. Defense! 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 Taking their time Yanda over to the sideline picking up the play gonna send bargain out wide to the left. Trying to find his spot is Cody Bachman, now he's gonna go out left as well. Williams in the backfield, fake the handoff, Yonda with a crossbuck off the left side, gets a couple, not enough for the first down. The tackle is made by Taryn Levicki, but it'll be fourth and short. After a gain of a couple, we'll call it fourth and three. So that same play won't get it done. And Rocky Miller running off the field, not sure what happened. He went over there and got his own sub into the ballgame. Riley Kennedy will come running out there. And Lawrence Nelson will have to burn another timeout. And Miller seems to be okay, and maybe that's why they're burning the timeout is to get him back in there for another important fourth down. But Lawrence Nelson uses their second timeout of the half. They are facing a fourth down and three at the Axtell 23-yard line. Axtell clinging to that 22-20 lead. Wood River has now taken a 14-6 lead over Donna from Trumbull as they work their way towards the end of the third quarter tonight. Taking a look at some other eight-man action. Highline, uh, no problem with Southern Valley today. 60 to nothing. That Highline team is really good. Sandy Creek was up 50 to nothing on Superior. Ravenna up on McCool Junction, 38 to 10 in the fourth quarter of play. Arapahoe was leading Cambridge at the half, 14 to nothing. Riverside over Arcadia Loop City in the third, 44 to 14. At the end of the third, Heartland leading Sutton by a score of 18 to 12. Some updates there in D1. And Silver Myrna now leading Mullen at the end of 3, 36-18. Osceola no problem with Giltner, 56-8 to eight as they get the fourth quarter underway. Hitchcock County and Bertrand halftime tied at 14. Silver Lake leading Kennesaw late third, 25 to 25-8. We're ready to get back to it here. Fourth down. Stacked to the left side this time, a different-looking formation. Yonda's going to roll that way, wants to throw back across the grain. Complete, and just enough for the first down to bargain at the 18-yard line. Boy, Levicki, uh, excuse me, uh, getting over there with Halverson with the coverage, but just enough for the first down. We'll call it a generous five-yard completion. And Lawrence Nelson will keep the sticks moving. Ian Axtell does not have a first down in this second half of play. Clinging to this lead. And the draw, quarterback Yanda runs over a defender but the defender holds on to bring him down for a two yard gain. And there's always two or three guys over there. DeYoung was there, Bergstrom was there. It seems like Halverson is everywhere. Yanda's gonna pick up two more. Doing it the hard way, keeping the clock rolling. A long drive this time for Lawrence Nelson. As we're down to nine minutes to go in the game, they're down two. Yanda to the right side, gonna be brought down by Kinshu. He got him first and then into the middle of the uh, pile to the 13-yard line. A gain of three more. It'll be third down and five. And running the play in is going to be Cody Funk. Lawrence Nelson just trying to get out of here with a victory after trailing 22-12 at the half. Bargain swings out wide to the left. Third down, about four and a half. Quarterback follow again, and Yonda slips, and it's all purple. The ball's loose. And do we have a fumble? I think we do. I think Axtell may have covered the football. We're not getting any indication now. They say that he is down. And then they give him a generous spot of where the ball was. So it's going to be a gain of two for Yonda. And it's fourth and two at the ten. And if you're Lawrence Nelson, you can't burn a timeout here. Yana, a long talk over there with Brian Blevins, sends him in. Fourth and two at the Axtell 10, 7.45 to go in the game, 22-20 Axtell. They hustle up to the line of scrimmage, and we get a timeout. Oh, Lawrence Nelson they have used all. And again, anybody that's listened to my commentary over the years know the pet peeve of that fourth down timeout just to use it because now Lawrence Nelson is out of timeouts and they've used all three of them to discuss fourth down plays. And if it works out, it works out. So the final timeout of the ball game here used was 7.41 to go for Lawrence Nelson and they have a fourth and two coming up at the 10 yard line of Axtell. Another score for you at the end of three. St. Cecilia is leading Grand Island Central Catholic by a score of 27 to 14 after three quarters of play. All right, fourth down and two. Lawrence Nelson at the 10 yard line of Axtell. Yanda sends a man in motion, gonna follow Bargain. He's gonna get his head down. He's gonna get to the nine yard line. He didn't get the first down. There's gonna be a late penalty flag. And Kinchu looks like he might be cramping up a little bit too as he walks to the huddle and then falls down, tries to stretch his calves. And this is going to be holding on Lawrence Nelson. Coach Mike Bransted wants to know, okay, before I decline this, I want to make darn sure that that ball is spotted where it needs to be spotted. And it will be. And a turnover on downs here after a one-yard gain by Connor Yonda. And so Axtell... Able to come up with the stop at the 10-yard line, kind of gained a yard from the 10 and a half to the nine and a half. So it's 22 to 20. But Axtell needs to be able to get a first down or two here. They haven't got a first down the entire second half, and it's going to be quarterback sneak up the middle. Halverson to the 15-yard line is going to pick up five yards. And whatever it takes right now, it would assume, appear. When we're done, the new sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. We'll have all the final stats. And some score updates for you. Zach wants to use as much time as they possibly can. Adams Central leads Central City 17-14 to at the end of three quarters. Alderson quarterback sneak again. They're a little bit more wise this time. He still falls forward for about two and a half yards. Climbing off of his back with the tackle by Roy Davison. Going to be a gain of three. And it'll be third down and two. Frustrating for some folks. They don't call it football quarterback sneaks, but you got to be able to make the stop. And the key here is you've got to be able to make a good exchange and don't go too quickly if you're Halverson. I-formation, third and two. He'll hand it off to the last back. That's Bergstrom trying to stretch it for a first down, has it. He was tackled around his ankles, but he was able to keep his balance to fall forward after Yanda made the tackle. And Bergstrom picks up the two yards for a first down. And that'll be their first first down of the second half. 6.20 to go here in the ball game. Axtell 22 and Lawrence Nelson 20. Lawrence Nelson out of timeouts. Axtell has all three. One more score with the conversion would probably do it. But still 60 yards away. All the scoring plays have been big out of the I formation. Halverson going to roll it himself off the right side. Gets chipped and then loses his balance. Turns it up for about a yard and a half before he's brought down. Get him to the 22 yard line. Seeing a ton of quarterback run game here this evening as we progress. In fact, that's been about everything that Axel has done but when they don't have any first downs, three and out, three and out, three and out, they haven't run very many plays here in this second half. Back to the I formation on second and eight. Alverson, pitch play, Bergstrom, they're bringing the heat hard, but he gets by it, gets to the 25 and out to the 28. That's the one thing about bringing all that heat. If you don't get him in the backfield, you got a chance to break a big one. Bergstrom reaches back towards that right hamstring, which is cramping up. That might be the biggest thing to keep in mind right now. Going to be a seven-yard gain for Elijah. It's third down and less than a yard at their own 29-yard line. And the clock tick, 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 tick. Using as much clock as they can, and here they come, stacking the line, quarterback sneak, Halverson, no, didn't get it, good initial push. The Lawrence Nelson defensive line got the push, and no gain for Halverson, and it's fourth and a half a yard at their own 29. Nine out of ten times you've got to figure you're going to make this, but if you don't, you probably just gave up the lead. Now, Axtell has played really good defense, and it looks like they're going to go for it, but don't jump off sides if you're Lawrence Nelson. That might be all they're trying to do here. Half a yard is what they need to move the chains. High formation, Halverson under center, DeYoung is the fullback. Halverson, oh, and his right end moved. There was a little movement by Lawrence Nelson. They didn't jump across on the hard count, but Axtell did, so they were going to run a play. Otherwise, if you're not going to run a play, you tell your ends, don't even be paying attention. Just stand there, because we're not going to run a play. Now they do got to punt it. That is the fifth penalty for 37 yards on Axtell. Five for 45 on Lawrence Nelson. Halverson to boot it away to the dangerous. Braylon Bargain. Snap bounces to him, picks it up. Still got a nice one away and Bargain back up off his fingertips and it's back to the 15-yard line. He picks it up to the 20, back across to the 22, and that's where he'll be brought down. Nice punt of 42 yards on the play on the sixth punt of the ball game from Jacob Halverson. But there's still plenty of time on the clock. 3.39 to go here in quarter number two. It remains Axtell 22, Lawrence Nelson 20. Nebraska volleyball up two sets to none over Ohio State UNK volleyball a four-set winner tonight over Pittsburgh State 339 Remaining in this football game, and it's up to Lawrence Nelson They've had the momentum, but they've only got one on the board here. They're gonna go a little spread and put Yonda under center Then they're gonna empty the backfield with Ostick. He rotates left. Little screen pass, looking for a double pass here. Running, running. Now trying to throw it back out here complete. And it's gonna be Ostick and all that went for nothing. They got nothing. They threw it back to Ostick and Levicki was able to haul it in. They were trying to send Jan to deep. They gave the ball to Cody Funk. And after all that, they may have even lost a half a yard. I think everybody in the building knew that that was coming after they saw the way that they lined up. So it did not fool Axtell one bit. If you're going to run a halfback pass or a double pass, you got to be able to sell it a little bit better than that. So it's second out and ten. And now the whistle blown dead. And the officials coming over to talk about something and we'll have to find out what this is all about again Lawrence Nelson is out of timeouts that was not what the call was and a long discussion between our referee Tom Grimm and the side judge over on the Lawrence Nelson sideline and now Grimm is going to come over and talk to the head coach Brian Blevins AND NOW HE'LL COME JOGGING OVER TO THE SIDELINE. LET'S SEE IF WE CAN PICK UP WHAT HE'S GOING TO SAY. WE HAD A SIDELINE WARNING ON LAWRENCE NELSON, WHICH MEANS NOTHING THE FIRST TIME. SO IT'S A SIDELINE WARNING FOR LAWRENCE NELSON, AND ALL THAT DID WAS STOP PLAY. AND GET EVERYBODY CONFUSED. SHOULD THERE BE MORE TIME ON THE CLOCK? SHOULD THERE BE SECOND DOWN? I think we stopped the clock up here when he blew the whistle. Let's find out. So we got to have a little drama. 253 is what they would like on the uh, scoreboard here. So that's six more seconds than what was on there. Which, if it comes down to the end, could be one more play, especially with Lawrence Nelson not having any timeouts. All right, here we go. After all that drama, where absolutely nothing happened. 2.53 to go in the game, second down and 11. At their own 22-yard line, Yonda under center, or, uh, back to pass, wants to throw it out here in the flare. and it's knocked away by Modlin. Modlin coming up with some pressure. They were trying to set up a little screen out here to the right, but Modlin knocked it down, and it's now going to be third down and 11. So the excitement brewing here. Axtell has had some big wins over the years. The last few years, They've kind of just been 500, make the playoffs. This would be one of the bigger wins that has happened here for Axtell football in a long, long time, if they can finish it out. But teams like Lawrence Nelson know how to grind it out and win these type of games. Third and 11, out of the pistol, both guys blocking backs in front of him. Yonda wants to throw under pressure, they sack him. He's brought down at the 16-yard line, couldn't pull the trigger. And in there on the sack again is Mondlin, And that's gonna be the second time that they've got to Yonda here tonight. Gonna to be a loss on the play of six. And it'll bring up fourth down. And without any timeouts, Lawrence Nelson has to go for it. So it's fourth down and 16. Watch for trickeration, they don't have any timeouts. And Yonda's just going to have to chuck it down the field. I bet he's looking for Bargain to see what happens. Fourth and 16, this could be the game. Back to pass. Going to throw it for Bargain. That's what it is. Up in the air. He falls down. They're looking for a pass interference. They're not going to get it. And it'll be first out in 10. Chapman on the coverage. Bargain was trying to sell it on a fall down. And there just wasn't enough contact there probably to warrant that. That was a pretty darn good throw by Yonda, by the way. He actually might have thrown it a tad too far. One fifty-five to go. And now Axel has to hang on to the football. One first down is all they've managed, and they haven't scored. But their job in the second half didn't have to worry as much because they got it done in the first half of play. You're listening to KXPN Carney. Hastings, Grand Island, and the World Wide Web, Platte, News Chattel, Nebraska.com. Hastings leading Lexington 52 to nothing. They are in the victory formation. So the clock will get down to about 117. Snap it again, you're down to about 45, and then you should be able to kneel it again and get out of here. So all they're doing is waiting till that time runs down and then kneel it. And Coach Branstead making sure that Coach Halverson, he's told him, watch the back judge, once he starts to do the count, that's when you take the ball and kneel. And even Halverson started the count. He means like this, Coach. And coach said, yep. Going to be some happy cats tonight. After a 2-2 two and two start. And that's exactly what he's doing. He's staring at the back judge. Squats down. Takes the snap from his center in Preston LeClaire. Lawrence Nelson rushes through there pretty hard. Trying to create some havoc. But everything's cool. A minute to go. And the new West Post game show coming up with all the final numbers. And Axtell has to kneel down on it one more time. Lawrence Nelson and Axtell, if it's a clean exchange here, will both be 3-2 and two on the season. And Axtell will be in charge of this district. Halverson. Looks at the back judge, kneels, and that's gonna do it. The final score as the last 25 seconds run off the clock. The Axtell Wildcats, 22, and the Lawrence Nelson Raiders, 20. Lawrence Nelson will fall to three and two. Axtell will improve to three and two as they wait on the field until they officially let the clock wind down here. But what a big, big win tonight for Axtell. You just figured Lawrence Nelson was able to get the job done, and I talked with Coach Blevins before the game. I said, you know, the name on the front of your uniform means a lot. He says, I think we're going to have a heck of a contest tonight. Axtell's really good, and I turned to him, and I said, if it's a game at halftime, it'll be a game to the end, and that's exactly what it was. Axtell was able to play a strong first half, have a 10-point halftime lead, only one score in the second half, and that was by Lawrence Nelson to cut it to two. But in the end, both teams scored three touchdowns. Lawrence Nelson was a uh, one of three on two-point conversions, and Axtell was two of three. The final score, Axtell, 22, and Lawrence Nelson, 20. We'll be back with the new West Post Game Show after this on ESPN.
8: Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County.
4: And it is time now for the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Well. What's going on at Axtell, folks? You got a volleyball team that's 16-2. and You got a football team that's now the district leader after tonight's win against Lawrence Nelson. And you've got some big games coming up in the next couple of weeks. Now, the Axtell-Kennesaw game is the last game of the regular season. But Kennesaw is getting beat tonight by Silver Lake. And that's a shocker because Axtell beat Silver Lake last week 30-3. So there is a little bit of a shift with some of what's going on with our perennial powers in high school football. Let's try and run down some more scores from across the area tonight. At last check, Anselmo Myrna was leading Mullen by a score of 36 to 18. Osceola beats Giltner 62 to 14. Central Valley downs Overton 54 to 14. Sand Hills over Hyannis 68 to six. Elm Creek beats Burwell 24 to 12. Fullerton was leading Palmer in the fourth quarter 18-16. Twin Loop in the fourth quarter led Ansley-Litchfield 42-14. to Our last score was Silver Lake 25, Kennesaw 8 in their contest. Deschler was leading Blue Hill in the fourth quarter 24-14. to Some other scores in eight-man football tonight. From this afternoon, Highline blank Southern Valley, sixty to nothing. Sandy Creek over Superior, sixty-four to nothing. Ravenna has beaten McCool Junction, thirty-eight to ten was the final score in that contest. Arapahoe was leading Cambridge as they got into the second half. Riverside fifty to fourteen over Arcadia. Loop City Heartland, a win over Sutton tonight. A final score of eighteen to twelve. Pleasanton has mounted a big third quarter and now leads Nebraska Christian 34-23. That is in the fourth quarter of play. Earlier today, Carney Catholic blanked Amherst by a score of 16 to nothing. Uh, last check, Wood River down Donovan Trumbull 14-6. Ord 82, Gibbon nothing tonight. St. Cecilia leading Grand Island Central Catholic in the fourth quarter, 27-14. Bishop Newman was leading UTAN 28-20 in the fourth quarter of play. Shadron beats Gothenburg 28-20 tonight. Uh, Minden was all over Holdridge. Aurora was leading St. Paul 42 to nothing, in the fourth quarter of play. And Broken Bow leading Kozad at last check by a score of 21-12. Adams Central was leading Central City by a score of 17-14. 49-0 Grand Island over Fremont tonight. And an update on the Kearney high score. They now lead North Platte late in the fourth quarter by a score of 38-17. The big one, Kearney at Grand Island coming up next week. We're going to give you all the final numbers on the 22-20 Axtel win right after this.
2: Scandinavian Mutual Insurance Company of Axtel is a proud supporter of high school sports. See Scandinavian Mutual today to see how they can get you the best rates for property and personal liability insurance. They have been providing insurance solutions to their customers in south-central Nebraska since 1885. They're now also writing auto insurance policies through AAA. Contact the professionals at Scandinavian Mutual Insurance Company in Xtel today. Toll free at That's 800-874-9443.
3: and see why experience matters to us, specializing in you.
4: Well, hopefully uh, the sirens are going off here in Axtell, but that uh, is an accident somewhere. So hopefully uh, that doesn't dampen what happened here uh, today. Let's take a look at what happened with the by the way, it is homecoming, forgot about that to tell you. They're about ready to announce uh, the king and queen here. But we do want to let you know what happened tonight uh, for Lawrence Nelson. I had Connor Yonda, 25 carries, 52 yards in the football game. Jack Williams, seven carries, 35 yards. And uh, Balin Bargan, three carries for six yards, 35 rushing attempts for the Raiders for 93 yards in the contest. Yonda was fairly effective through the air. He put it up 16 times. He completed nine of those. He had one interception, 65 yards and two touchdowns in the first half, 39 yards and a touchdown in the second half. So nine of 16, one pick, three touchdowns. Two of those went to Ostick and one went to Bargain. 104 yards through the air, 93 on the ground, 197 yards of offense, 11 first downs in the game for Lawrence Nelson. They had three punts for an average of 41 the one turnover and five turnovers for 45 yards. Lawrence Nelson scoring on a three-yard pass from Yonda to Ostick to go up six to nothing. Then a 39-yard pass from Yonda to Ostick with a minute 33 to go in the first half. And we're down 14 to 12. And then the final score of the game at the 238 mark in the third quarter, a 34-yard touchdown pass from Yonda to bargain. The two-point conversion was good. And that made it 22 to 20. We'll come back and take a look at the final numbers for the. Wildcats after this.
7: Fellow Nebraska farmers and landowners, have you looked at AFAN, the Alliance for the Future of Agriculture? That's AFAN. Whether you're aiming to diversify your operation or seeking a profitable partnership with a livestock producer, AFAN has got your back. Our dedicated team is here to connect you with the right resources and opportunities for success. Visit our website, becomeafan.org. That's becomeafan.org. Thank you to our premier partner, Farm Credit Services of America.
4: Let's take a look now at the final stats of the football game for the Axdale Wildcats. Elijah Bergstrom, 10 carries, 40 yards at a touchdown. Dominic DeYoung, 2 carries, negative 2 yards. Jacob Halbertson, 15 carries for 54 yards in the football game. So 27 rushing attempts for Axtell for 102 yards. They only attempted one pass in the second half. And remember, I only had Axtell for one first down, so they didn't have a lot of plays, and that was incomplete. But in the first half, Halverson was 2-for-2 with a touchdown and 47 yards, and Bergstrom on the halfback pass back to Halverson at 23-yard completion. So 70 yards through the air, 102 on the ground. Axtell got out-yarded with 172 yards, seven first downs in the game, six punts for an average of 37 yards tonight maybe closer to 35 they had the one fumble and five penalties in the game for 37 yards. Axtell scoring a 33-yard pass from Halverson to Levicki at the 630 mark with two quarters gone Carson Lindau just got to be the king so uh, after his injury the uh, two-point run was good by Bergstrom made it eight to six then Elijah Bergstrom with to go in the second quarter at a 24-yard run to make it 14 to 6 and on the final play of the Second quarter they ran that halfback pass from the 23 yard line And it ended up in Halverson's hand after he kind of got shoved and slipped in the end zone And that made it 22 to 12 and that would basically be the extent of the offense tonight for the uh, Axdale Wildcats but they got it done and uh, it was very familiar I mean a lot of the folks probably listening to my game tonight weren't all that interested in Carney Catholic Milford last Friday but it was coach uh, basically the same Carney Catholic went out got a 17 to nothing lead at halftime put up about 200 yards of offense and then got 50 in the second half and won it 24 to 6 I had you for 133 yards in the first half and 40 in the second half, one first down, but your defense was good enough tonight uh, to tackle some big boys over there from Lawrence Nelson, congratulations.
14: Hey, thanks, Um, yeah, it just feels good to beat Lawrence Nelson, and yeah, offense, second half, we just got in, we got some penalties and we played behind the chains. It's hard for us as a run team to play behind the chains, we gotta play with the chains or in front of the chains, so just defensively play physical and yeah we can tackle some big boys when we play physical.
4: We talked about it in the pregame the run pass differential for you guys is like 85-15 you don't want to throw the football but you were effective when you threw the football. Yeah that's
14: kind of a pleasant surprise tonight. Normally that don't happen but I mean it's like they say it's better to be lucky than good sometimes so we had some luck on our side tonight and we completed some passes that we probably shouldn't have.
4: Talk about the emotion of what happened right before halftime because you're moving the football. Uh, Jake has it stripped on a hard run there. They come up with it. There's only a minute 11 left. That might be the end of the half. No, they try to push it, and you guys come away. Uh, DeYoung gets the interception, but you're 33 yards out, 17 seconds, might get three plays. Run a play, timeout, run a little swing pass, wheel route out there. Berkshire makes a great catch, takes it into the end zone. But they called ineligible man downfield. And as much as that stinks, as I was thinking about it, when he threw it, I'm going, he's throwing it to a lineman. But no, it went over it yep. went over uh, the lineman John Lammers' head, so he probably was downfield. So you got one play, and you throw a halfback pass. Halverson gets contact, whatever, he ends up on the ground and still makes a catch, and that play ends up being the difference in the game. I mean there's a many others yeah. that you had to but just talk about that last sequence <laughs> of the first half.
14: Oh uh, yeah that was a weird weird, and wonderful last series of plays. Yeah like you said we got to play the touch, first touchdown called back on a guy downfield and our halfback Bergstrom come over and just said you know let's sling or sling it we, he talks to me all the time in practice so he wants to throw this thing so I finally said yeah, all right it's that they have to just throw it into the end zone and see what happens. And he did a nice job. He had to get away from quite a few of the Lawrence Nelson guys. They were rushing him pretty good. He found an opening and threw it and Jake just happened to be where
4: he threw it to. So Mike, uh, what do you do now to make sure, again, it's a win over a good team. It was a defensive win over a good team. How do you kind of keep this rolling? This is going to put you in the driver's seat for the district, but Silver Lake is taking care of Kennesaw tonight as well. A team that you handled last week yep. and at the beginning of the year, you have you'll when you talk Kennesaw and Lawrence Nelson, you just go, yeah, okay, they're the two favorites in the district. Yep. Well, they're not anymore. No. What no. do you do to keep this rolling for Axtell? Just keep one
14: game at a time. I mean, pretty much we're going to come back Monday, we're going to fix our mistakes and move on, and we got Blue Hill next week, and we're not going to worry about anybody else other than Blue Hill and take it one week at a time and hopefully get everybody back healthy next week so we can actually do some things in practice because half our kids are sick this week. But... So, yeah, just
4: keep looking one game ahead. They wanted to be back for homecoming. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> well, it's a good way to, uh, to win here tonight. And uh, Carson, who got injured, he gets to be the king, so he gets to be <laughs> part of tonight uh, as well. And I'll let you go uh, hang with the team. And, Coach, uh, we'll see you later All on. Right. Good luck, man. All right, thank you. That is the head football coach of your Axtell Wildcats. Mike said they win it here in a little bit of precipitation tonight as it's coming down again right now here in Axtel Final Score of 22 to 20. And I think we've run through everything, so we'll uh, wrap it up. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Post Game Show, certified and fellowship trained physicians, providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. It was Axtell 22 and Lawrence Nelson 20. Don't forget the Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show coming up right after 10 o'clock here on ESPN, The Vibe 98.9 and KHAS. Donovan Trumbull comes back to beat Wood River 30 to 14. Hastings pounds Lexington tonight by a score of 58 to nothing. among some of our other finals. St. Cecilia finishes off Grand Island Central Catholic 27 14. Again, Axtell 22, Lawrence Nelson 20. We'll see you later. This is Doug Duda saying good night from Axtell.